Anthropod. I'm Snipe, and as always, I'm joined by Whip. Say hello. Hello. And I am also joined by Drummer Matt. Say hello. Hello. Now, I don't know if you gentlemen happen to know this, but this is a very special episode of the Misanthropod we've got here. It's episode 69. Nice. nice. So with that in mind, how are you incredibly nice gentlemen doing today? Uh, I, I am doing okay. How are you, Matt? I'm good. I'm nice and tight. Oh, <laughs> Snipe. Well, that's more information than I need. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good, actually. Thank you. Um, you don't I'm... wish to go into the level of specificity that Matt did. No, but I appreciate his transparency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, in the we interest are. of yeah. Well, full, full, full disclosure. Drama is nice and toit. I think he said. <laughs> yes, toit. <laughs> he may be looser by the end of the podcast, but right now, <laughs> he's just he's just loosening up. It's fine. Okay. Um. Shall, shall, shall I just go over the little bit of general uh, housekeeping we've got to do? I think that might be a good idea, because okay. take me away from all this. Um, so yeah, um, not much to, to go over, uh, except we were on Adeptus Podcastus um, again. They, so... they let us on to ruin their beautiful podcast once more. <laughs> they they hey, let you we, back. They le- yeah. No, shocking, they're, they're isn't it? They're too nice. Rem and Michael are too nice. Um, so if you wish to hear us talk more exclusively about the Warhammered 40,000 universe, uh, then go on over to, I believe this episode is on 40k Theories channel, so yeah, go over and check that out, it's episode 61, and we talk about some stuff, namely the uh, the stuff that was all released recently, so yeah. um, Gene Stiller cults, um, models, new models, and, all that good stuff. Yeah, bits, bits and pieces, um, so yeah, go go check that out if you haven't already listened to it, which chances are you have, but you know. It'd be silly not to mention it. Terribly silly. Terribly silly. Oh, and as we mentioned in the last episode, we will be covering the special Choose Your Own Adventure episode of Black Mirror Bandersnatch at the end of this episode. After so, all the questions yeah, and af- everything. After all the questions and stuff, we'll talk about it. So if you don't want if you've not actually got around to watching it or playing it, however you want to really Consuming it. Consuming it. As a form of media. Um uh, if, yeah, if you haven't got round to it, then you don't have to listen to the end of the podcast, because that's where it'll be. Um, but if you have, then you can listen to us talk about it. Or if you just don't care about spoilers, I guess. Yeah. You could also listen to it. Whatever, we're not your parents. I mean, drama is. But All you know, we ask not. is that you smash that <laughs> like button, actually. You do what you want. Um, you have autonomy as a person. Don't but... forget to ring that bell! I, you don't have to ring the bell. I mean, if you want to, feel free. But like, we're, we're not your parents. Like, I mean, drummer Matt is, but ah. no, he, no, he's their daddy. You're the daddy. Or is he the mummy? He could be if he wanted to be. I know. I, I, no, I, he, he's father. I, I was talking. You know, I was kind of going for a more kink thing. Oh, sorry, yeah, I didn't yeah. mean to shame you. I yeah, apologize. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's let's move on away from this part of the conversation. Yes, no, uh, Wib, What have you been up to? <laughs> I have been up to uh, uh, not actually that much, honestly. Um, I'm this not is a misanthropod first. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not actually sure what I've been up to. It's one of those sort of mm, yep, like yep, fortnights where you well, sit there and go, I- "I'm sure I've been doing things." But I, I mean, can't. we have been doing things. Just we've been very busy and haven't, maybe haven't done many video gamey things. Yeah, I've I've not really apart. From, I played some Overwatch like to 
Because to... we want that, that Anna skin. Yeah, like that's... But you get to have an Anna with kitty ears. So. I know, it's so good <laughs> and I need it, even though I probably won't even play it until the next event <laughs> after that. That's quite possible, that's quite possible. Um, I did actually get to the end of Mechanicus, um, because I wondered, so even though I beat the end boss, I wondered what would happen when you got to 100%. Uh, it turns out you just have to go then fight the end boss. Even and, if you've already fought the and end then boss? The, well, you don't, the game doesn't save after you've beaten the end boss. Like, oh. the, the game ends. Um, which I guess makes sense, but, you know. <laughs> um, so it doesn't endlessly continue. Uh, so, if the devs are, are listening... Because they I, are. We know I, you're listening. <laughs> and I know they're not. Um, then please put an endless version of the game in, or at least allow me to continue uh, afterwards, because I just want to keep playing. And it ending abruptly like that um, is my biggest complaint about the game at this point. Just no replayability, huh? Well, no, there's replayability. Well, I mean, but, but you can't, like, continue with your characters, yeah, so that's I... literally basically no replayability. I mean, you can replay the campaign no. as many times as you want. No. Yeah. No, no, you can't. It's not the way it works. Sorry. <laughs> the devs are listening. They can confirm. <laughs> um... But anyway, I've been do- I've been getting back on my painting uh, of models and stuff. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, you will have seen my first couple of miniatures of uh, 2019. I'm already two down, which, you know, I don't think I painted anything last year until about June. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm way ahead of last year and I'm like several models like work in progress at this point. Um, currently trying to figure out a color scheme for my Gene Steel Occults from uh, Kill Team. And uh, I think what I'm going to come up with is going to be horrible, uh, but that's fine. Because so are Gene Steeler Colts. Yeah, it'll be a learning process. It's going to be purple. Calling it now. Yeah, but that's kind Um, of their colours anyway, so... They're going to have purple carapace. See? Don't you? But that's because I wanted to have them... Uh, yeah, cause Gene Steelers are a bit purpley anyway. Their actual armour's like um, grey and green, um, is what I'm actually doing. Yeah, draw a mat. Um, face. (laughs) Uh, but the only piece of, of media uh, that I wish to talk about is um, some Star Trek, shockingly. Oh, no. Um, but it's some new Star Trek that I actually didn't realise existed until, like, a week ago. Ah, yes. So they have been releasing in between uh, the two seasons of Star Trek Discovery because the next season of it comes out, I believe, on the 17th. Because um, 1701, it's got the Enterprise in uh, it. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. uh, you know the one that Luke Skywalker's driving all the time? The <laughs> best part is that doesn't even make sense with the weird American date system. Like, 0117, what? Um, um, but anyway, um, so yeah, I they've been releasing these um, short Trek episodes. And there's short four of Trek. them. I like that. <laughs> and I just want to say up front... It's really fucking annoying. There is literally no legal way to watch them anywhere that's not the United States or Canada. And currently there are no... Copyright is always sensible. What are you talking Uh, about? And there's currently seemingly no plans to make them viewable either. I mean, I get it. It's not as if Star Trek is like a fucking household name or anything. I know. Um, It's almost as if all of these companies splintering off and having their own subscription services is not in fact to give the consumer choice. I mean, yeah, but we're only like 10 minutes in. Reel it back a little bit. We need to slowly put those things out. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave my capitalist critiques for later in the podcast when people will stop listening. If someone's just going to skip ahead to like 30 minutes. It's like, And that's why we should abolish the state. <laughs> anyway, so. Um, Moving on. Yeah. 
so I, I watch them on like fucking daily motion or something because what else am I supposed to fucking do? Like, um, so unfortunately, I didn't get to watch them at nice high resolution. I'm sure some somewhere out of there, out there has like nice high res versions of them, but like. <sighs> I'm old. I'm too old to pirate stuff properly. Yeah, just don't. It just looks like you haven't put your glasses on. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I just stand further away from the screen. It looks the same. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, there's four episodes, and I'm not going to spoil. Like, I- I'll give like a-, a general synopsis of what each one is about, but I won't spoil any like actual proper elements of them because um, they're only like ten to fifteen minutes a piece. So if you want to so watch quite them, short tricks. Yeah, if you want to watch them and you can watch them, you know, it's available to you and or you're willing to go through the hoops of trying to find them somewhere in some illegitimate hive on the internet somewhere, um, then, you know, knock yourself out. Um, they, I do think there's at least one of them is really good. Um, because one of the problems with Star Trek Discovery, I feel, was that um, once you get past the thing of the, just starting to treat it like it's canonically nothing to do with old Star Trek... And once you do, you'll be way happier. Um, but one of the big problems is it was all a slave to an overarching narrative. So the biggest problem with it is that it was a sequel, a, a prequel, as opposed to a sequel. Well, I mean, there's that as well. But but what I mean is that this new take on Star Trek, you didn't get much time to kind of explore in because all previous Star Treks, even the ones that have had more overarching stories going on, a lot of the early stuff has been like non-serialized it's just been individual little stories so you get introduced to the characters you get to know them and whilst i understand why they went for a fully serialized kind of thing there was like one or two stories that in the episodes in the whole run of discovery season one that could have happened anywhere or or more accurately didn't weren't like necessary for the overarching story um most nearly everything else was and it did mean that you you didn't necessarily get to a good grips of how it was going to do Star Trek before being launched into a story. Um, and I think they may have done a little bit better if they'd had a few of those, especially because Star Trek historically has always been that. Like, even the things that have had overarching narratives, like um, the latter bits of DS9 or Season 3 of Enterprise, or even Voyager as a whole, which does have an over- overarching kind of story... Um, they've had so many individual little episodes to just tackle little ideas um, and they couldn't really do that in Discovery which didn't, I think is one of the reasons why it stopped feeling like Trek at times and by times I mean quite a lot <laughs> but I, I grew to kind of live with it um, I've actually got a video idea um, in, in the back of my head uh, which is basically talking about it, about how I learned to tolerate Star Trek Discovery um, That's uh Maybe a bit of a loaded title. Work with it. <laughs> it's actually, I mean, it's actually going to be a fairly positive thing about how uh, 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 watching Star Trek Discovery made me realise how um, caring too much about fictional universes canon uh, just makes your life a lot harder. And sometimes you just gotta let things go, and you'll be happier for it. Uh, love what you love, what you do, and if. A, in a fictional universe comes out you don't like you don't have to pay attention to it and you'll be happier if you do that rather than getting angry about it yeah 
Um, I, I still reserve the right to get mad about Hanzo, though, because it's, <laughs> it's fun to occasionally get mad about something. Nothing is above critique, but it's not worth getting personally angry about uh, about something changing, you know? Yeah, unless it's my Hanzo. Point. Uh, okay, yeah. okay, let's let's put Hanzo to one side, because that's... Please, that's, that's what I've been asking! <laughs> that's an issue for you, I'm aware. Anyway, put him down! Anyway, these short treks. So, four episodes. The first one is called Runaway, and it's about Tilly. Um, it's set post season one because she's an ensign now yeah and um an alien stowaway gets on the ship is she an ensign or is she is she a non-commissioned officer no she's a proper ensign because she was a cadet in the first season i didn't really pay attention to it (laughs) that's why i thought i'd ask yeah no um she's a full she's a full-blown ensign now cool Um, that's pretty fucking awesome yeah and tilly's tilly's pretty rad yeah um she has a bit like it's just nice you know um to have like a more varied array of people in Star Trek, honestly. Um, so yeah, um, it's good. Um, the first one has its problems because it runs through a narrative really quickly, uh, because it's just it's like you know twelve thirty minutes long. Um, it runs through a thing in near real time, so it does kind of run through its the, the plot really quickly. So it's a little condensed. It's kind of like speed running it. Yeah, speed running it. You could have made a full episode out of it, yeah. and it would have worked better, honestly. But you know what? It was. It's an interesting little thing. Now the second one is called Calypso, and it's fucking great. Hmm. It's set on the discovery a thousand years from now. Well, a thousand years from then, um, we okay. can put it in the twenty, uh, the thirty two hundreds. Is it twenty two hundreds? The discovery circus. It's... Yeah. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah. Um, so it's set. You know, even even past like the stuff we've seen in the future of Star Trek, we've seen stuff in, like the twenty fifth century and shit like that. But I think this is actually that. further ahead than all of that. Oh, dang. Um, and no one's on Discovery. It got abandoned at some point. So is it just like 15 minutes of nothing? No. Um, so <laughs> I thought you, that was just an elaborate jab. The computer has basically become <clears throat> sentient. Okay. And it picks up someone from an escape pod and brings them on board. Oh. And that it's just kind of them chatting and and sort of getting to know each other and it's really nice that does sound actually I don't super wanna nice spoil, I don't want to say anything more about it but it's really good I'm a sucker for those kind of episodes of things what and it raises like almost character studies yeah it, and it's of two characters that are probably you're never going to see in the main show because one of them doesn't exist for a thousand years and one of them is an evolved form of something that isn't sentient in the show hmm. so yeah, no, that, that's a really cool idea, actually. Um, I can if if you only watch one episode, watch that. It's I I really like it. Um, third episode was I think it was the brightest star or something it was called, um, and it's about um, Saru on his home planet before he became a Starfleet officer, because um, he lives on like a primitive planet where um, Kelpians, which is the race he is, um, or Doug Jones, which is uh, the race he is. He's a race of Doug Jones, from the race of Doug Jones. Yeah, there's a lot of those talking about. Um, he, he, like, their race is kind of harvested for food. And they're like a primitive race. And he just ends up on, you know, giving backstories to how he ends up with Starfleet. 
Um, cool. I wasn't super like fussed about this one, but I think it that was more because it was just telling a bit of backstory you didn't actually need to know. But yeah, I probably won't watch it again. But it's it's fine. It is fine. Um, the last one was uh, the Escape Artist, that is based around Harry Mud. Harry who Mud? Ha- what? Not, not Houdini. <laughs> Huge Muddy. Yeah, Harry Houdini. Yeah, I know who Harry Houdini is, but that's but it's like a fantastic escape artist. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's kind okay. of eh, yeah. Okay, eh, okay. Eh. I was gonna say Harry Mud. I was gonna say the the the. The, the the pun there was so tenuous that it took me a while to grasp yeah. onto it and hold <laughs> yeah. on. That, that, that's what that's what the old Id- idiom is because it's an idiom now. That's the term for it. Yeah, uh, not a saying. No, uh, it's that's uh, the over the uh, it's the best with the more layers. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> I'm very shall, tired. Shall, shall I just go and say more words that are in an order? <laughs> that are words. <laughs> that are words, more importantly. <laughs> and we can move on from this. <laughs> I'm going to do that. Uh, so it's about Harry Mudd and he's basically <clears throat> captured. And it's him trying to talk his way out of capture. And it is full of flashbacks to other things. And it has a, a, a twist you probably won't ever see coming he so escapes. that's kind of fun um, artistically again this is probably the one that is the most reliant on my unified theory of Star Trek Discovery doesn't exist in the prime timeline never think of it in that way because if you do then all it creates is questions and problems uh, it's the most reliant on that but once you're past that because basically the Harry Mud that's in Discovery I, I in no way can interpret him as being the same Harry Mudd in um, TOS at all. I guess it kind of like if Cut Me Own Throat Dibbler was like Jack the Ripper. <laughs> I mean, he's he straight up like is a killer in Discovery, but he's just kind of a lovable rogue in TOS. I mean, a lovable rogue for like the 60s, so he's still a monster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> yeah. everyone everyone in um, on television or in movies in the 60s was kind of a monster when you actually listen to the things that come out of their <laughs> yeah. mouths. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> so it's fine. Um, but yeah, um, they're, they're pretty good. Like the Harry Mudd one I did really enjoy, but um, as I say, just forget about continuity to wider Trek. Just forget about it and you'll have fun with it. Forget about it. Because it's, it's funny. Um, also shows off the um, Tellarite um, redesign a bit better um, than we've seen it before as well. Because the Tellarites are a terrible-looking alien from TOS that they've redesigned a couple of times, mainly for Enterprise and for Discovery. And um, by Discovery, they finally don't look like absolute shit. Oh, nice. Um, so that's good. Hmm. Took um, them a while, but, you know, yeah. better better slow than never, better <laughs> late than never. That's That's what yeah. I was looking for. But yeah, I didn't actually realise these things existed until the Harry Mudd one went up because obviously they're not available here and no one I saw talked about them. So I was just like, oh, okay. Uh, these yeah. are a thing that exists. And they started making them in like October. Oh, for fuck's sake. And yeah, considering that Star Trek Discovery itself goes up on the same day worldwide. Like, it's ridiculous that I can't access them. It is absurd that I physically cannot give money to CBS to watch these. It's not actually <laughs> physically possible unless I use... I guess if I used a VPN to, like, 
No, they, uh, they, they don't really... They can tell that you're using the BBC. Yeah, I, well, okay, I don't know if the CBS one can. It probably will. It probably can. Um, from what I've heard, it's not particularly great, so yeah. it's possible that it's it can't. The point is you shouldn't have to do that. Well, yeah, yeah no, I, I shouldn't exactly. have to do things that aren't... Yeah. That, even like, that here is... I am with my money, I'm trying to... I want to give it to you, and you won't let me. I mean, pretending to come from another country isn't like a soft version of fraud. Yeah. So I'd have to commit the, the the most legal way to watch these is to commit fraud. Yeah. So you know, Yay. Um, watching it on Daily Motion is positively, uh, you know, like fine comparatively. But yeah, um, if <laughs> you can stop talking about piracy. Yeah, but if you can watch them, uh, give them a watch, uh, especially Calypso. It's great. Um, and apart from that, I've done absolutely nothing of consequence. So I shall hand over to my esteemed colleague, Snipe. What have you been up to, my dear, over the last two weeks? So much. So much. A lot of spooky stuff, actually. Spooky stuff. I've I've watched a few horror movies. Have you now? Yes, I have. So, uh, Bird Box. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've heard about that from the the challenge. The Um, challenge? the, The Bird Box challenge that Netflix are like, please, people, please stop doing this. You see, I've actually only seen... I saw Netflix saying that, but I apparently I, I lacked the curiosity to find out what it's it was. Oh, no, no, that's that's literally all I've seen as well. On, okay, well, it? what is the challenge? Well, explain what the show is first, and then... Okay, so the it's, it's a movie with, with Sandy Bullock in it, um, which is kind of weird because she hasn't been in anything for a while, and all these young'uns are like, oh, yeah, the woman from Bird Box, even though I'm old and I, I, I know... The movie she's been in. Uh, it's Demolition Man, obviously. It's obviously Demolition Man. <laughs> uh, it's about um, a like a series of apocalyptic events happen. The mysterious, uh, which uh, starts off, I believe, in Europe. Uh, takes place. The movie takes place in America, and it's basically uh, it's kind of like a zombie virus, but it's not in the way that. It's just this thing where if you look at these creatures or whatever it is, you go insane and kill yourself in any way that you can. Mm. Uh, like, uh, it's like some people you see kind of go like, oh, it's it's my mother or you know, their dead mother or whatever. So these things can basically kind of make you see what you want to see and then they make you kill yourself, basically. So it's pretty grim. Yeah. Um... And yeah, so there's this famous kind of scenes of like Sandra Bullock with a blindfold on and two two five five year old children with blindfolds on, kind of leading them through the woods, kind of thing. Mm. So yeah, so what's the the bird box? Oh, I think people are basically just blindfolding themselves and walking into traffic from the from the look of it, or you know, just oh. walking in situations where they shouldn't be wearing blindfolds. And then Netflix are like, please stop doing this, people, because we don't want to be responsible. I kind of want to just punch anyone who is like, let's do the X challenge. I hate that as a as like a, a suffix. As, oh, yeah, let's do the, the short trek challenge where you've got to like fake your death and change your name and, and, and like sneak into Canada so you can like watch fucking Star Trek or whatever. <laughs> Because it really does annoy me. I will say, the, the movie I thought was pretty entertaining. Uh, a lot of people have a lot of problems with it, which is fair. It's, it's a zombie-type kind of movie, so and those that kind of genre is rife with just annoyances <laughs> and, and all sorts of garbage. But, I mean, the biggest problem I have for it is that it is told out of sync. 
Mm, and it okay. didn't need it. Okay. It's literally so like mild spoilers, I guess, but in the way that it's like a zombie movie. So <laughs> you start off and it's Sandra Bullock on her own with two kids. And then it goes, oh, yeah, like five years previous. And she's like, she holds up in a house full of people. And you're like, okay, so they're all probably going to die. Okay. It, mm. it immediately spoils itself. It's like, why couldn't you just start at the five-year-ago mark? I will say, I, I, uh, just to offer a um, an, another perspective on this. Um, so, so did you watch it as well? I, I, I kind of he fades in and out. I, okay. f- I faded in, in and out. I, I saw. I think it was one of those things where I, I sort of half watched the first half of it and then I watched like the second half of it with you because I was like, actually, this looks really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I would say I, I personally don't have as much of an issue of like it being told out of sequence like that because oh something that where the characters are interesting, I don't mind them doing that because then I still I, I am still invested in seeing how they got to that sit that position mm. no, I, but I when it's uh, when it's when i don't care about the characters then that becomes annoying cloverfield is a good example of yeah. that because that does the same well, thing well it opens the movie going hey look there was like everyone died or whatever basically it, well, it, 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 it basically presents you with a situation where the only possible conclusion is everyone is dead yeah and you don't care about the characters so so yeah. yeah, and then it becomes tedious. Whereas I cared about the characters mm. in no, Thurgood, no, no. So, I thought yeah. the characters in this was pretty good. Um, I will say that I still firmly believe that telling it out of sequence was such a fucking mistake. Fair enough, because it's just yeah, it's it just just kept spoiling itself when it's like okay, or it's like oh this person like this 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 person was with this person, but now. Like in this flashback, there's no one there, so obviously this person's fucking dead or mm. whatever. You know, there's. There's so many moments like that where you go, well, obviously, something horrible happened. Mm. But I thought, like, the moments, like, there were some really good tense moments. I really like the idea. I, I really like the idea of the weird demons or beasts or whatever this weird supernatural force is that makes you go crazy and, and kill yourself. I think that's a really interesting kind of idea. The idea of, like, basically having to wander around with a blindfold is not the funnest <laughs> idea. It's a very interesting take on what is fundamentally it's it's fundamentally a zombie story. Yeah, and I fucking hate zombie stories, um, and it's actually made me enjoy it. But it like mixed up all the actual the individual elements of it to make it not just another zombie story. Yeah. So, but no, I thought I thought it was well written. Um, Couple of like I wouldn't say plot holes, but just kind of dead ends. Like, um, like, say for I'm not going to spoil anything, but say, oh, a character goes off somewhere, and then you never see them again, and everyone kind of seems to forget that they existed <laughs> at any point, and you're like, um, uh, pretty sure there was a okay, fine, <laughs> guess we don't need to know. Um, but yeah, no, I, th- I thought like it was pretty good. The story was was pretty decent, and go again going back to before someone starts getting angry at me, I appreciate the whole. The non-linear structure of the narrative is is annoying for the way that it basically spoils itself. But I understand how how else are they going to get the river? In, like like you know, so the river scenes aren't one big long stretch of just tedious yeah boating. I get it, but there had to have been something like a different way. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, you know. Um... Appreciation of all art is subjective, so you know. <laughs> yeah, no. So I mean, I, if it doesn't I, work for you, it doesn't work for you. I still like, would recommend it. I thought it was a good, good movie that had some some spookiness, and I really like it when horror movies don't just go, oh yes, and there were 
there were cosmic rays from outer space that, that hit this be this this particular kind of thing. You've been watching my kaiju movies again. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it's like I hate horror movies or just I just don't like narratives where they explain literally fucking everything because it's never needed. Oh, and yeah, especially yeah. in horror movies where not knowing is the scariest part. In my personal opinion, I think you know, the unknown is terrifying. That's why you don't get to see what they look like. You see shapes and stuff, and you you know you hear whispers and things, but you don't see these things. It also think... allows them to have a Lovecraftian level threat, spending next to no money. Yes, although <laughs> they did actually make some practical effects for what one of these things was going to look oh, like. Oh, did they? And it looks like a stupid baby. <laughs> it's so <laughs> dumb. But it's good they didn't show them. Then. I'm very glad because it's just like. It's like, have you ever seen that picture? There's like a, a guy with oh. a shirt on wearing like the PV, like the, like the rubber baby mask. I'm sorry, in, crying. I, I know what you're talking about, but all I'm seeing in my head is the CGI like baby from fucking Ally McBeal. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> just fucking like like hooked I'm on very a feeling sorry. starts playing. <laughs> I'm very sorry to anyone who's listening who is younger than like. 25 be because fair, they are not going to know what Ali McBeal is. The dancing baby from Ali, McBe- Ali McBeal was the first meme. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was a really early internet meme. meme. So, yeah. Before, long before the, the term meme was even coined, I believe. It was, yeah. It was just that. And everyone had a transparent gif of that dancing fucking baby on their Angel Fire account. So this was even pre Angel Fire. Possibly off topic, but I think. I, I, what the fuck is this baby thing? Have you never seen Have it? Never seen the I just googled it. What the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, that's God. one of the enemies from from Bird Box, obviously. Are you, are you so? Are you looking at the? the I'm aware. The crime I'm baby vaguely mask. aware what Ali McBeal is, but I have no idea what this. What, why did it have a weird 3D baby in it? It just because she would. Freak, it was really weird, and she would regularly hallucinate. Hallucinate that baby, just like she'd go into the bathroom and open the door, and then hooked on a feeling would start playing, and the baby would be there in the stall, and she'd be like, "Oh no, it's the dancing baby!" And then I'll be like, "Oh, Allie, are you looking at that dancing baby again?" She's like, mm-hmm. "Okay." But yeah, it was just a thing that popped up because I used to watch Allie. Uh, Allie McBeal was a, a, stra- a very strange. Show. I, I, I actually would be intrigued to watch. A few episodes of Alan McBeal again to see how that has aged because I remember it having some very odd moments like that. Like, yeah, it it was not shy to be weird. No, it it got really fucking weird at points, especially there's the three D dancing yeah. baby thing. I remember there was a character in there. It's um the, the guy that played uh, I always forget the actor's name, but the guy that played Renfield in Dracula Den, loving it. He was also in Adam's Family Values. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah. He was one of the camp um, coordinators. He had a moment where like every time he got stressed, um, and he's a lawyer. Yeah, so he's in stressful a, a situations all the time, um, and he would just place, he would just put both his arms in the air, <laughs> just straight up, just straight up. So like people are asking him questions, and he just keeps putting his hands up. <laughs> he put his hands up in the air, but he did actually care a lot. Yeah, because oh god, no, I remember there was an episode where she embraces her dancing baby hallucination. And somebody walks in, and it's just blasting, hooked on a feeling, and she's just doing the the, the baby dance next to the CGI baby, and people like people kind of walking and go, "Ah, oh, that's Ali." Yeah, she does, and this. they just shut the door and leave. We should move on from the Alan Peel dancing baby. <laughs> yes, we probably should. Um, decent movie, pretty good for tension. Can recommend. Uh, another horror movie I watched: Ghost Stories. Possibly the worst name for Terrible a work name. of fiction. Absolutely god awful. 
So it's got some actors you probably might recognise, like, um, oh god, that guy from The Fast Show. Uh, Paul Whitehouse. Paul Whitehouse. Um, Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman, and the uh, the boy from The End of the Fucking World. Yes. Oh. He's in there, and he is fantastic! He's a very good actor. When, when, was, like when was this made? Yeah. Is this, like, a recent dish? This thing? is, like, new to Netflix. Yeah, okay. So, not sure. Uh, but yeah, it's, it follows uh, a guy around. It kind of starts off uh, with this guy's like, oh yes, I'm for like, it's like psychic um, frauds or something. I can't remember. Like He's basically like James Randi kind of type guy wanting to disprove all this kind of like... Who's, who's James Randi? You know James Randi? No, I've never heard of him. James Randi is a famous like uh, psychic... Uh, debunker debunker okay yeah. so he like uh, during the 70s he put up like it was like a $10,000 reward for anyone who proved that they have psychic powers and every single person who went for it was proved quite quite visibly to be a fake okay um, he's been after like people like Peter Popoff who is a disgusting piece of shit oh yeah shit. he's a piece of shit yeah. he's, he's an, an evangelical uh, religious man who literally has an earpiece in and he masquerades as a faith healer and basically will just get fed info of people of the crowd and then pretend that they've he's cured their cancer or whatever. He's a disgusting piece of shit. And it starts off basically with that scenario mm. of some psychic uh, going, oh yes, I can see a little boy here. A little boy is going, mummy, where's mummy? And of course this woman stands up in the crowd and she is fucking phenomenal actress. She's just inconsolable. She's like... I lost my little boy, you know, and like, and then it cuts back to the guy who's like, this guy is obviously bullshitting. Um, we're tuned into his, uh, his radio frequency and he's being, you can hear him being yeah. fed information. And, uh, he's all doing this because there's this old, like, university professor who did a lot of that stuff. So he's kind of like, oh, I'm doing the same thing as my hero. And he gets a letter from his hero basically, who everyone thought had died. So he goes and visits this guy in this little, like, little camper van in the middle of, like, a field. Like, this old guy, and he's, he's, he's saying, okay, well, I've got these three cases that have haunted me, because I've never been able to solve them. These are the real deal. And this guy, obviously, the main character being very, very, like what's the word not cynical but kind of very kind of, he's, he's not a believer he's like yeah okay whatever you're just old and senile and he's like no seriously go fucking check them out so he does and the first one he goes to is is um what's his name Whitehouse yeah Paul Whitehouse yeah he goes to see Paul Whitehouse who's just this old this old geezer having a drink in a pub who um, is miserable? He's like talking about like also like how he hasn't seen his daughter in a while, and how he had this horrible, horrifying paranormal experience because he was a night watchman at this old decrepit factory. Well, it wasn't a factory; it was like an old like like quote unquote madhouse from like the forties or something. Mm. So you know, like, primo horror right there. <laughs> and it kind of goes through like, and it follows the guy kind of through his like night duty in the flashback and. And it's it's pretty spooky. There's like a, there's a beautiful cut where there's like a little like a foreman's box, and he kind of comes out because he hears a noise, and he's like he kind of walks out halfway, and the camera shot is like him on the far right hand side of the frame, and the background's blurred, but you can see the silhouette of somebody standing in the room he was just in, just standing still. It's not it's not made a big deal of, and it's not super super noticeable. 
but you notice it and you're like, ooh, yeah. okay, that's spooky. Because the movie's, um, it's almost like a little anthology thing, isn't almost, it? Almost, yeah. Yeah, it is. Like I mean, a bunch of, of little stories? Yeah, it's, 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 it follows the, it's the three people, so he goes kind of like one, two, and three. Mm. And then kind of, I'm not going to spoil it, but it does get, initially it was scary, and then it became incredibly frightening for a very different reason. Yeah. I'm not going to spoil it because I think you should go watch it. Um, there it are everything, couple... everything gets tied together. Yeah, there's lots of little little threads left out for you and stuff like that. Um, and watch it. Just it, it, yeah, I will say that there are a few scares that are really eye rolly. Like there's oh, a yeah. couple of the oh, a scary woman in a wig screaming at the screen. Yeah, and it's like okay, that's just shit. That's that's fucking that's steam green light levels of boring i've just remembered i've just remembered uh the joke in there well, a line from i would you mind if i if i um gave away one little tiny fraction of a scene okay well just plug your ears tiny folks. fraction of a scene uh the the um, guy i wish i could remember uh, remember the actor's name from end of the fucking world yeah me too um, he's in a car and he's broken down and he can hear something's got in the back of his car and he can't see it. And it's sitting like directly behind him. Sitting directly behind him, and then a couple, and then he basically hands come round and hold on to him, and and he hears the word "stay," and he just kind of goes "fuck no" and just runs out the car. And it's like it's the most real reaction to experiencing that I have ever seen. Yeah, it was. He was, like, was just like, "Oh fuck that," and just runs out of the middle of the woods. It's so fucking funny. It's so well done. But yeah, no, um, can recommend. Very fun. Not perfect, but interesting. Not perfect, but it's very, very interesting. I, I'd say I'd probably recommend that above Bird Box for scariness and uniqueness of story. Mm. It's very, very British as well. Very British. So <laughs> it might be a bit uncomfortable to people who aren't used to Britishisms, but... <laughs> <laughs> like when it's dealing with a working class man, he's there, there like... Is, there, are, there is a bit of racism in there, but like, if it's... you've ever known like someone who's worked in a mine... Yeah. In a small English town, that's how those people talk, which is gross, but it works pretty It's not well. presented as a positive thing. No, it's, no. You know, it's just how the person is. Yeah. So, no, I can recommend that. That was, that was really good. Uh, sticking with the horror genre. The horror. I played a video game. Ooh. You didn't. I did. Good lord. I did. On this, on this video game podcast. On this podcast? We can't allow that. I know. I played some Resident Evil Revelations. Which is way better than I thought it would be, actually. Yeah, this is the one that was originally on the 3DS, isn't it? It was, yeah. Oh, is this the one that your video recent video is about? Yes. Yeah, I know which game you... There's so many fucking Resident Evil games, I have no idea which one's which at this point. I'm going to be honest, it's not fair to an outsider. (laughs) Resident (laughs) Evil Revelations, where the fuck do you put that shit in the timeline? If it helps, I don't believe even Capcom know what's going on in the wider Resident (laughs) Evil narrative anymore. I've played some of them, but I I can't remember which. But I've played some of them. (laughs) Was it one with a zombie in it? I played, I think, the second one. Was that on the PS1? Yes. Yeah, I've definitely played that one. I might have played the first, I can't remember. But yeah, no, I, I've been playing a bit of that. I'm really looking forward to playing some more of it. The only thing I hate about it is Jessica, which is Chris's partner. Because she's designed like she's from a fucking 60s James Bond movie. <laughs> Especially in this, like, she literally has, like, a wetsuit where she's got, like, she's got the hood up on the wetsuit and she's got, like, all of her hair out the right side so it covers her eye. She's got it unzipped so she can see, you can see all of her boobage. And she has literally 
one of the legs of the wetsuit just isn't attached. No good. It is the stupidest <laughs> fucking thing. It's like if it was an unlockable costume, I wouldn't mind because like Resident like Resident Evil's pretty decent for kind of like sexy men costumes as well. Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't mind. But is the there also that... a guy with a wetsuit and like cleavage no, out and one leg but out? But that would be amazing. Because that so would be I... ama- that would be fine. If they did both, I'd be entirely fine for the both of them. Yeah, exactly. But the thing is, like, they've got Chris there, who's like dressed normally. He's he's dressed like he's from Call of Duty. Yeah, and then you've got this woman in fucking like skin tight leggings and hot pants in like a sub zero legging fucking... singular. No, no, no. Like when you first see, her, oh, she's okay, got, like, right. The big like big fluffy hat on. She she looks like she's the Russian spy that James Bond is supposed to romance in a sixties film. Yeah. And then there's Call of Duty Chris. Yeah. Who's, uh, like, he has literally, he's got, like, icicles on his facial hair. That's how cold it is. And yeah. she's just in a fucking pair of leggings that's what, and Oh, that's shorts. when they're in the mountains of Europe. The mountains oh, yeah. of Europe. Because <laughs> yeah. there is only one set of mountains in Europe. Yeah. But everyone knows the European mountains. It's the only, only. There's, like, yeah. like three of them there, and that's yeah. it. But no, like, I, I really enjoy it. Like, it's got a good classic kind of Resi feel, but it's also, got, it also controls, like, Resi 5, which is my favourite. And I like the controls in that, and it makes sense to me. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm quite enjoying that. Looking forward to going and playing more mm. on that. I've been watching one more thing. Yes. So, do you want to see what phrase I can utter that will immediately get us, like, five dislikes? <laughs> yes. I can think of a few. Okay. <clears throat> I've been watching the new She-Ra, Princess of Power, <laughs> and it's good. <laughs> Come on. Roll them in. I thrive <laughs> off attention, even negative, especially negative. I'm very disobedient. Oof. Cover me in the downvotes, daddy. <laughs> okay, now that that's out of the way, I think it does have a few problems, but I would have absolutely adored this as a girl. Mm. Like, when I was younger, I would. this would have been so awesome for me. I watched the entire first series. Um, got the entire first thing up on Netflix. I love the design. I love how... Because, I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen much old She-Ra. It's, well, it's typical old 80s, very lazy yeah, animation style. Every yeah, character... Because all the characters are based on toys, which are all based on fundamentally the same mould with different heads on it, yeah. <laughs> every character ends up being kind of the same yeah. character with different bits, accessories, basically. Mm. I never really liked She-Ra. As a, like like the original one as a kid because I just found it just I was not interested. I just don't. Rem- I think not I many was, people did really like. Shira. I, I think I was just a little late here for He Man and stuff. I don't, mm. I don't remember it being that big of a deal here, or maybe I just like when never was, knew anyone that came. Yeah, yeah, it was likewise. kind of on the tail end. Yeah, but like I never really never had any pull to the old mm. Shira kind of thing. But new Shira, I really do like. Um, it's I love the the art style is really cute. Um, I like how you've got different body types in there. Like, I mean, I just it makes me want to cry. Like the first time Adora turned into She-Ra, she's like eight foot tall and she has like arm muscles. And I'm like, oh, I have arm muscles. I have like I'm I have strong arm muscles. Mm. Yeah, even like as, as like an adult, I'm like, oh, that's nice. Also, Adora in her normal form has just got my haircut that I used to have. You know, when you had it and kind of poofed up at the when front. When I, had, I yeah. had, like, a little poof at the front and just in a ponytail. Also, <laughs> she has my, like, that's just my natural hair colour as well. So I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I like the characters in it are super cool. 
Um, it's like, it is very obviously, like, it's not written to the same kind of standard as, say, Gravity Falls or something, which is which is not really a massive problem because it's, mm. it's, it's for kids, you know. Whereas Gravity Falls, I feel, is kind of like for teens and older. Whereas this feels like it's for around kind of like 11, 12-year-old girls. Yeah. Which I well, think this is... Or, or, and boys too. So, yes, it's not... I don't think it's a problem for that. But, I mean, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. I thought it was fun. It didn't... I don't felt it talked down to the viewer at all. Um... Scorpia or whatever her name is. I think it's Scorpia or Scorpion. Um, Scorpion Zaria, yeah. Oh, she's amazing. <laughs> oh god, I love her so much. She's she's the pinchiest like muscle waifu when I love her. <laughs> <laughs> like I did watch a couple of episodes with you and I have to say having watched it, I cannot fathom what sort of a person could get mad about it. Yeah, or more but... accurately, I can and that upsets me, but mm. Um, it's just who cares about them? They're idiots and they'll never yeah. be happy. It's just a fucking cartoon. Yeah, I'm honestly... Die I think mad that's... about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. Who cares? But no, I, I do think... Definitely like... better than the old one. Definitely better than any, basically any mm. cartoon. From I me. really like the new costume as well, because it's like, you can just see someone like running around in that. Mm. Like, that's comfortable. You know, that that's functional, as well as looking pretty cool. Also, she's a, a giant, glowing... Uh, glowing woman. She's she's basically a, a gender swapped emperor. She's yeah. <laughs> She-Ra is the Femperor, and yeah. you can't convince me of <laughs> She-Ra is the Emperor just deciding that he yeah. just, you know needs a female element. And that's awesome. She glows gold all the she time. She has like glowing eyes and shit. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> it's amazing and I love it. So yeah, I know I've been really enjoying that. And I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what they do in the second uh, series, if there is one. I do remember you saying uh, one of the problems was the ending is a bit rough. The, end, the, the last episode, it does feel kind of like it's just like, oh yeah, suddenly everything's okay because we have five minutes left. And you're like, oh, okay. Which I think was a bit disappointing. But otherwise I think there was it's, it's, it's pretty well done. I mean, there's an episode, uh, I think it's episode seven, that deals with some kind of quite adult themes. Um... Because it's not really spoilers to say in the first episode, uh, Adora, um, she goes out into... Because she has basically been raised by this super military evil kind of corp called the Horde. Full name, Evil Horde. Uh, not massively subtle, but then again, neither was the subject. Like, the original kind of subject matter. In, in fairness, so. most a lot of the names from it come from a cartoon made in the 80s to push toys. Yeah, so, so it's it's not exactly you went, poetry. You, you end up with the thing. Megatron Starscream problem of it doesn't matter how good a story you put to them, their names are still Megatron and Starscream. Yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> so they go out into the, uh, the Whispering Woods, because they have to go and fight the princesses. And then Adora finds a sword and, you know, and breaks free of the clutches of, uh, of the Shadow Weaver, which is basically her kind of adopted mother. And there's an episode that kind of deals with the whole, like, oh, you owe someone because they raised you. And she's like, no, I fucking don't. It's like, you raised me wrong. You never loved me. It's kind of that whole kind of thing of just because somebody raised you or somebody is your parent, that doesn't make them a good person. And I'm like, fucking hell. He was your father, but he wasn't your daddy. Yeah, and I was like, damn. Because <laughs> then, because like, she's basically living with the princesses and 
they're kind of her adoptive family mm. now. And it's like, yikes, okay, that's in, like, like that's taking quite a quite a grim, quite difficult to explain topic and explaining it in 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 a way that say a, a young person might be might have a lot more ease of understanding mm. or at least kind of giving them the kind of the seed of kind of puts a, it kind of plants the seed into into a youngin's head of like if somebody's hurting you it doesn't matter who they are they shouldn't be hurting you mm. and i think that's crazy important and oh, crazy yeah. it's like wow i did not expect this but I'm pretty impressed, mm. you know. So uh, honestly, yeah. in in general, I yeah, honestly, I I know a, a lot of people. You know, you have nostalgia for like old shows, like when you were a kid. Um, but I love uh, modern cartoons. Obviously, there's like you know, there's bad ones that, that exist as well. But uh, there's a, a certain like respect for kids that I notice in a lot of modern stuff. Um, so they're, they're more willing to tell them a story. Because even though you had stuff like the Batman animated series or what have you, like back in the 90s, for the most part, they didn't kind of go for like longer narratives quite as often. Or at least the really big famous ones didn't tend to do that. So I, I genuinely like you know stuff. I always, It feels like it started around Adventure Time. Like, there's probably something that predates that that kind of set the trend. Yeah, yeah, you definitely have to say that that's not the first one of these because someone will point oh, out yeah. that there's one earlier. Oh, yeah, but like... But, the. It's the yeah. first big one, because yeah. obviously I wasn't paying attention to kids' shows, and that yeah. was the first one I noticed and went, wow, actually, yeah, kids' TV's got, like, quite good. Because, that, that, again, that, like, really respected, like, its audience. It would be silly and absurd. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it would be serious when it needed to be serious and tackle, like, more serious issues. I, uh, yeah, I have, I have great respect for a lot of these, uh, a, a lot of these modern um, kids' shows. And, yeah. It seems like from what you know, from what I've seen and what you've told me about it, that yeah, Shira definitely fits into that that kind of category. Even, Absolutely, you know, even if it's got its flaws, you know, what piece of media doesn't? You know, hmm. I mean, this podcast, obviously. Oh well, this is like... oh yeah, this is flaws. <laughs> this is like literally the definition of art. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast may be to power to paraphrase a famous skull man this podcast may be the only work of human creation that i would deny the categorization of art we're not that bad <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah um did you do you have anything else to add about shira no i just thought it was very entertaining yeah it uh it's a good then. Thumbs it's a up. good thumbs up. Can okay. recommend. Um, so, uh, Matthew, what have you been up to in the uh, last few weeks? I've been doing a few bits and bobs. I've spent. A, I, I front load this. I've spent a lot of time, kind of finishing up Stardew Valley. Yeah. Nice. Um, so there's not much to say about it, to be honest. But I've I've made good progress in. I mean, up into my third spring, and I've basically done most things. I think. Okay. Um. But yes, it's still a good game. It's a surprising amount of depth. Every time I think I've finished a bit, there's like, oh, there's this whole new thing to do. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's the problem. Um, <laughs> yeah, but making progress, so that's good. I'll be happy when I finish that and then I can like draw a line under it because I don't want to stop now. And I find it hard <laughs> with those sort of games to like just cut back to doing like, you know, a little bit at a time. I just I kind of feel like I can't do anything else until I finished. And then, yeah. 
I, I, I do know what you mean, yeah. So the, the next few games I'm going to be playing are like less open-ended sort of ones that are like, right, you know, good eight hour of storyline and then it finishes <laughs> and I can move on or whatever. Um, so, uh, sometimes just having a, a, a chunk of something that you can play in like a f- handful of days and then just be done with, I, I think is, is kind of yeah. nice to do. So I've been playing um, the new Crash Bandicoot game. Ah, yes. With the, the idea of, okay, it's, it's, yes, the insane, insane. Insane. In the membrane. No, yeah, and, yeah, I I mean, oh, bang, it brings back the feels from being a kid oh, and playing God, it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it took a little while to get used to the, like, weird angled 3D platforming. Like, the oh, first yeah. level, I, like, got, like, two game over screens on it, because I was, like, going for jumps and hitting jump, like, way before the jump started, because I just wasn't... Like, there's not really any games that have that same camera that close into you, but also 3D, but also not really, and... Yeah, there's not... There doesn't, I've not played many that are like that anymore, anyway. Well, I mean, Crash Bandicoot was very early in terms of 3D platformers. Mm. Yeah. I would say that it's one of the ones that, um, since it did... It didn't have the problem of leaving the camera control to you. It's one of the few from that era that doesn't have horrific camera control problems. I mean, that chased, like, 3D platformers up to... Well, I mean, they still sometimes have problems with that, but I remember especially into, like, the kind of GameCube, PS2 yeah, era. Sonic Adventure was Oh, Sonic Adventure was yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. The camera was a physical entity that would get stuck in there. <laughs> yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> uh. Um, and yeah, Crash Bandicoot didn't really have that because it no, like, no. had so rigid it, control of the camera yeah. all the time. So it's, it means it holds up surprisingly well, but it does just take a little. It just took me a little while to get into it, or, yeah, not also, into the game, but just into the mechanic, into the controls, and like not be shit at it. Basically, <laughs> also I loved how you can play as Coco for the majority as well. Yeah, that is pretty great. I'm just kind of like I was kind of super cranky because you can't do you can't play as her when you're in boss fights. Yeah, it's just the other levels. Is it? I, have, I honestly haven't level. actually tried because yeah. I kind of forgot who she was, sort That's of. That's his sister. Yeah, but because I haven't really met her yet, I was like, okay, I'll go back. I'll play some levels with her later on. I'll just get used when I'm getting used to it. I'll just play as the. Mm. And I honestly couldn't quite remember. I didn't think you could do that in the original game, but I wasn't entirely sure. Yeah, I remember you could one of the levels along like. A, a great w- along a wall or something, and you're riding yeah, one great of the wall of China with the tiger. Yeah. yeah, I remember that level. Mm-hmm. That was a great level. I don't remember it whether I got because I got stuck there for ages. <laughs> I feel like that might have happened, but I can't remember. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty great. Um, we it feels fundamentally wrong playing it on an Xbox controller rather yeah. than a PlayStation <laughs> controller. That's that. that's weird. <laughs> like not physically, like it doesn't it doesn't make it harder or easier. I mean, it probably it makes it easier. Right. If I go back, if I went back to playing an original PS One controller, it'd be horrible. I imagine, um, not least because you can't plug them into anything because bloody proprietary ports and things. But that all aside, oh, it's great, isn't it? They've done <laughs> so such good. a good job of like, yeah, modernizing like the graphics and redoing things, but it's still they've not tried to make it too shiny or make it what it isn't. They've just sort of made it bearable, which I appreciate. Mm. Um, there's a couple of bits so there's a, I mean I've, I've got to the first two bosses and hear me out what I'm going to say before before anyone shouts at me or writes an angry comment but the first boss is like a really bad stereotype of like a generic Polynesian Islander person yeah. and then the second oh, yeah. one is like a crazy dog in a straitjacket or whatever I'm just like like oh these are both a little bit like 
you know, I'm not saying they shouldn't have remade the game. I'm not saying they should have changed it. But I'm just saying it does great for showing how much progress we've made as a society yeah. in general. That oh, yeah. those, if, they, if it was a new game being made now, those would definitely not be the two bosses, or you'd hope anyway. Yes. Um, yes. But yeah, it's just like, yeah, okay, they, I, I'm glad they didn't change it. And I'm glad, obviously, I'm not saying they shouldn't have released it or you shouldn't enjoy playing it because of this. But it is just. I guess you just gotta, gotta acknowledge that that is of a different time. And <laughs> oh, it's yeah. not. You don't don't do that nowadays. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's great. I've I've only done those two first two bosses, but I think I'm like thirty percent through the first game. I only played it for like an hour or something. Yeah. Um. So hopefully it'll be a nice and quick one. I probably will resist going back and try to collect all the things because oh, I gosh. can get bogged down doing that and then <laughs> yeah, I end up yeah. playing something for a long time and t- having nothing else to talk about on the podcast for six months or whatever. <laughs> That's fine. You just get, you, you can just tell us about uh, the sequels to Universal Paperclips each week. Oh, no. I don't know. I don't know if there is. And I feel like I've probably opened a Pandora's <laughs> box by even suggesting that's a concept to you. Well, if there isn't, I might have to make one. <laughs> oh, no. do, do, do you just want me to buy you a box of paper clips? I've literally got some. Like, I, I bought some paper clips the other week so I could pin models. But you can have some of those paper no, clips. I've got. Right. If, if, if you could, them in the shape of a book. Yeah, that's quite They're nice. Like no, well, I, I, I do need a um a bull. Uh, what's it called? A bull clip thing. A um bulldog clip. Bulldog Is clip. This for I your need, nipples. I need or? one of that. Yeah. Well, it's for for reasons. Okay. For reasons. Okay. But um, so yeah, I've been enjoying that. I'm going. Yeah, this this year, my my aim for the year is to have a new game. To, or not a new game. Obviously, not a new game. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> a game that I haven't played before, or something to talk about. Each I like I said in the end of year review last time, I made it through most of the year and then got dramatically distracted. So that's my aim this year. One new game every two weeks shouldn't be too ambitious, but you know we'll see how it goes. <laughs> um, I mean, I can't say anything. I've not played anything. <laughs> This is very true. And oh I'm getting the I'm getting the, the motorbikes now as well. Yeah. And we've got the ambulances. Ooh. You said that before I heard it though, so it's like weird. You you yeah. <laughs> I summoned it out of the ether. Summoned it. Yeah. Um Well to be fair, everyone has the ability to summon an ambulance. You either have to hurt yourself or just pick up a car. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That is one of those both of those things you shouldn't do. Never pick up a phone. Don't. That's how the government makes their soup. Right. Um, <laughs> one last quick thing I wanted to mention. I was B- I've watched a new, actually BBC series. Oh, I think it's BBC America made it. Oh, I haven't. Um, I can't see it then because I don't have a TV was... license because I don't believe they deserve my money. That and I, I don't mean, like anything on there. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, apart from this, which sounds amazing, and I'm not. Yeah. I'm not spending like a tenner a month just to watch one show i mean i get by it because my parents have a tv license and i can as long as i go to theirs to like download things or say i've downloaded them <laughs> it's fine so if you just go to, okay. go to like someone's house who does have a tv license once every month or whatever yeah that it's, works it's, I'll do it's, that. it's fine <laughs> that's i mean well, sure i do remember there was a tv campaign like years and years and years ago that I was, I was like at someone else's house watching TV, and an advert was like, "If you are over the age, if you're not, if you basically, if you're not living in a place like at home, 
and you don't have a TV license, and you go to someone's house where they do, and you watch the BBC, you're breaking the law. <laughs> it's almost as bad like as downloading a, a car. <laughs> I would download every car if I fucking could. I don't even care. I would literally be downloading cars all day and night, and any person who walked past my house, I would give them a downloaded illegal car, and I would watch the fucking world collapse. I, if I remember rightly, if you've got the right kind of 3D printers, there is... I can just download you a car. Can, you can download a car, you yes. You wouldn't download a car! Yes, I would. I fucking would. You can at least download... You can download a lot of parts of cars. That's yeah, very Yeah, and then certain. I can put them together and make my yeah. own brum brum <laughs> Anywho, so this series I've been watching, it's called Killing Eve. Yes. And is Eve okay? Eve, I mean, I don't want to say. She might oh. be. Oh, okay. I don't okay. want to spoil for the for the show. Okay, that's fair. Thank you. Um, but it's very good. It's eight episodes, so it's a mini series by American BBC Netflix um, standards. American um, BBC Netflix. <laughs> yeah, you up. heard it here first. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but yeah, it's relatively. I think it's very good. The, the first six episodes are great. It kind of peters off ever so slightly. The last two episodes. Um, but it's still overall very good, and it's it's kind of a cop drama show thing. But instead of being focused just on the cops, it's kind of as much focus on the baddie as well. Um, mm. so Is it like one, it... one long story, or are they like yeah, it's episodes? one long one long okay. story, and you see it from so there's basically an assassin and a main police special forces. I know, um, am I one of them? <laughs> Secret service, them? Secret service. That's right, long or she's not well. I don't even know. <laughs> she is a special police. Yes. It's focused on two people. There's an assassin and there's a special police person, in essence. And it kind of spends equal time on both of them. So it's slightly <laughs> less one-sided than just focusing on the cops and or, or just focusing on the baddie. It's kind of split. And it's just full of really good characters. Like you said earlier about um, someone having like an honest reaction to something and going, oh, fuck, or whatever it was. Like this show is entirely ba- ra- like has those reactions in it. Like for up until, again, the last couple of episodes, right, it doesn't get bad, but it just gets slightly more predictable. And slight- I don't know if it's because we got more used to it or, yeah. or what, but especially for the first half of it, it's like everyone just reacts to seeing things like how a human would react, not how a TV character would react. And it's so... So kind of like dead nice. body. Oh my fuck, freak out. Yeah, like people just Instead like... Instead of going, uh, dead body. Yeah, it's... But yeah, I, I, I don't want to talk too much about what happens in it, because, just because, again, it's one of those shows, spoilers, etc. But it gets a, a recommendation for me, and it, it makes it especially nice role. Like, both the main character, um, Eve is the main police person, and there's the main assassin person, and they're both women. And there's a lot of, like, their bosses and various other characters are women, which means actually it's... Yeah, it's just quite... It makes a nice change to a lot of TV. It's a lot more balanced in terms of people in it. Yeah, no, that that, that does sound which like is, it's... Which is always fun. nice. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd recommend it. It's only, yeah, eight episodes long, so... Hmm. Yeah, check it out. Cool, sounds neat. And that is all I've done, apart from watch the thing which we'll talk about later. Okay, okay cool. cool. Right, should we head off to questions now? Um, so, uh, the email address that you need to send questions to if you wish to send us questions is onlydramamat 
at snipe and with <laughs> at gmail.com. I thought I'd do it. You have to do it yourself. Yeah, well, that's it. I thought I'd do it myself because I keep, I always put one of you on the spot to say it. So yeah. I thought I'd do it myself and make you more unsettled because you're one, because you're basically like tense because you're expecting me to turn to oh, one I'm of you. I'm not tense. I'm pissed off. I'm fed up. <laughs> so I thought I'd mess with the expectations. Okay, what's that email there? address again? It's only at snipe and with at gmail.com. Cool. Send us questions. We like answering them. Yes. Uh, so what questions do we have, only drummer Matt? <laughs> at snipeandweb. At gmail.com. We have a few questions. Okay. So first up, Shanus. Hello. Hello. If you could have any animal adaption, for example, wings, gills, the spiny devil's ability to shoot blood through its pitea ducts, what would you go for? I already have that. I feel like it's a loaded question because after reading that, I kind of want to go for the blood in tear ducts thing. Less How practical about... in the real world, but... <laughs> I want the mantis shrimp's ability to punch so hard that it boils water around its Because then you'll fist. never have to boil a kettle again. You yeah. just fill up the sink full of water and <laughs> yeah. punch it. I'll just, I'll just fill... I'll just, like, fill oh, fill uh, up the bath, I'll just punch the bath. Like, yeah, then it'll be oh, warm. That'll, wow. be, that'll be really useful. You could be known as <laughs> the bath bomb. Hey, that's the great. ultimate superhero. Yeah. I thought you were going to call him the bath puncher. <laughs> okay, that's way better. Why didn't I think of that? Like, did somebody say they needed a bath punching? No, 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 no one no ever one said, said that. that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, since I'm generally a fairly pacifisty kind of person, like I'd probably get bored of the ability to punch really hard, really quickly, and go. I, I actually don't have much use for this in my day to day life. Yeah, but like, I just think apart from really punching cool. water to boil. Like the kettle for cups of tea, you know. Yeah, I was imagining you holding like a cup of water and just hear this, and then like boiling water in a cup. And you're like, yeah, eh, it's eleven. Because that is how how the mantis shrimp boiling water around. Yeah, it's yeah, literally it's, yeah. on impact. It boils. Yeah, that's the way it works. It it's works. not moving through the water. Yeah. at speed. It's got nothing no. to do with that. No, no. no. Uh, but I've given a stupid answer, so it's up to you. But you guys I want, give a stupid I want antlers too. so I can headbutt people that. that Annoying me, like like people on the bus or whatever, yeah. or people who start like shouting at me from the street. Or I want, I want. It would make putting on shirts really difficult. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. You'd have always to have, have to button wear button up plaid shirts yeah. all the time. But I have a lot of cool like game merch shirts. Okay, so I just want wolf teeth, so you can bite people. So I can bite people. <laughs> you can punch bus, and I'll You'd bite catch people. So on many bus. things if you just went around biting people. Because okay. most of the people who who are deserving of being bitten, okay, are, have you ever you seen know. those weird dentist like plastic bag things that they put around people's teeth? I'll just have one of those, <laughs> and I'll have like the mouth thing, so it's like constantly showing. Okay, off, like, okay. My how thumbs. about how okay, about okay, I know okay. I know this is not a real animal, okay. but you could have like the inner mouth that a xenomorph does. Because then the inner mouth can bite them, and your normal mouth is left left free of germs. No, but then I like the idea of I'm just talking to someone, and I laugh, and then they see this slightly smaller ref, like mouth that is perfect, like my actual mouth, opening and laughing as well. And would that mean that I wouldn't be able to eat a Burger King properly? Because that's presumably no, inside happened? that mouth is the esophagus. Uh, possibly. I, I may... So I have to have <laughs> no, entire, like, I'd literally just be sitting there like, ah, at Burger King, and a little mouth will be coming out going, nim, nim, nim. nim I'm actually nim, imagining now a xenomorph just eating a hamburger like that, and it's, it's very a good delicately, image of my head. Like, nim, 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 nim. Very, very delicate noms. Matt, what would you have from an animal? Um, He'd have a cow's booty so hole. So I'd quite like, I mean... It's the screw-like real, in, penis of a can dog, I, it? When it says animal adaptions... 
You want bird feet be... because they're unattractive, don't you? What? Why would I... no? No. Why, why would I want that? Because they're unattractive, and they why offer they... no stat advantages. Yeah. It's from Rogue Trader. You should watch our content. <laughs> God damn it! Support us. Also, I'd like secretary bird feet so I could just keep stamping on snakes until they explode. And yeah. by snakes, I mean people on the bus. No, what I want is is entirely not reasonable because it's not technically real but it was in a film oh, no. right um i'm gonna pronounce this wrong and snipe is gonna tell me tell me about this the dilophosaurus dilophosaurus yeah i want those neck things even that's though in real life it, no that's what i said that's why i preloaded it with it's from a film does that count dude you could just say that you want a frill neck lizard like yeah neck does... frill do you want to be able to spit poison as no, well? No, no, no. I just want to be able to turn around to people and just go, <laughs> and then let my neck go, <laughs> and then just go away. And they'd be like, the fuck just happened? I'm letting you in on a little secret drama, but right. if you just kind of like pull on your neck every day, you will stretch <laughs> right. the skin and you could just do that like with a series of pulleys. <laughs> or... So you, you have like a hidden pulley down your, your like down like your arm and you just yank it and all the, the skin on your neck and oh, you yank it alternately if you want one that doesn't involve permanently disfiguring yourself go get one of those really big collars like shirts from the 70s and then high you say about one of those collars so that dogs don't bite their own balls no. and their stitches and we can sit and hire one of us to stand behind you and every time you're angry we can just pop the collar up yeah yeah, but you will need to grow a handlebar moustache, though. Otherwise, people will. Yeah, you, you can pop your seventies collar. At hey, look, look, I didn't pick thing. faults with your weird animal desires. You are welcome. We're to. not picking faults. We're giving you real ways <laughs> you in options. which you could this bring this a, into reality. This you didn't do that for us. Want. Don't mock us for this. Yeah, we're the, we're the good. We're in the right here. We're the yeah. good people. We're the supportive friends. <laughs> do you want to ask the next question? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Bloodwolf Koji. So they wanted some advice. So as someone who's played four games of 40k and had a trio of losses to Grey Knights, Sisters and Death Watch due yeah. to them forgetting rules and forgetting various abilities that their guys had. That's just playing 40k, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, well their question is how do, you, how do you go about remembering all of the various rules and abilities for your respective armies? Just practice, honestly, and like index cards help. Or you want, you want to write stuff down that you need to remember... Just keep it on a notepad in front of you, that helps as well. Yeah, honestly, not being able to remember. Uh, if you've only played four games of it, remembering oh, yeah. the entire game system and all the stats yeah. for your things, that's un- it's unreasonable to expect yourself to remember that at it's, that it's, point. It's a lot of stuff to remember, and it yeah. is difficult. So just, you'll get it. And even then, like people who've been playing for like decades still forget little bits of rules. I, I forget little bits of rules all the time. Like... There's a lot to, like, 40k is not an uncomplicated game, even 8th edition where it's been streamlined a lot. There's a lot of nuances to rules, and if you're playing against people that are more familiar with it, like, they're able to not think about that and think more about tactics, so they're a more experienced player, chances are, is going to do better. Um, I, I wouldn't say there's anything um, unusual about that. Um, Try not to beat yourself up about yeah, it. Yeah, basically, it's fine, like... We all have that problem, um, and we all, and, you know, we all had that problem when we started. That's yeah. There's nothing unusual about it. Just keep going. You'll eventually internalize it yeah. all. And don't don't feel bad about having to take notes. <laughs> yeah, it, hell, in the modern codex, because stuff's a bit all over the place in the way they're um, like positioned. I, I've like the last time I played, I literally put a load of the little, um, you know, the small post-it notes you can have to like label pages. 
I just put a ton page of those. Markers. Yeah, page markers. That would be the sensible word for that. <laughs> so, um, I just threw a bunch of page markers in there for all the things that I had so I could easily go to them. Because yeah. I, can't, I can't remember tons of the stats for things now because so many of them changed. Like Especially how many wounds things have got. Oh, yeah. Um, for 8th. I can never remember any of that. So, yeah, I've just got them all marked off. Yeah, Yeah. so don't feel bad and keep at it, friend. And uh, also, it's, there's no shame in making a cheat sheet with all the information that you need on like yep. one sheet of paper. We've done that yeah. before. Cheat sheets, yeah, definitely. As a side note, keep going, you'll eventually internalise it all. It's good advice for many situations. Well, oh, that's just depressing now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you'll internalise it all. The trauma will stay in deep and you, you can swallow it down. Just don't do that. It's really unhealthy for you. No, no I was just talking about big dildoses. Oh, okay. I went serious. You were talking about cops. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Okay, fair yeah, enough. look, you can take that dildos. We just believe can. in you. We believe in you. Uh, okay, next up, Eggboy16. I could just Google this, but instead, I think you should stretch your cognitive matrices. This, in what... this worries me slightly. <laughs> in what generation did the first Adeptus Mechanicus Codex come out? Oh. Wib, I'm aiming more at this at you, I imagine. Um, my knowledge, uh, I, it's in either 6th or 7th. Um, uh, that's the, the dead zone for me because I barely play. Oh, I never played anything in 7th, and I played like 2 or 3 games in 6th. I was going to go like stereotypical annoying internet and go, Le Wrong Generation. Yeah, it's either 6th or 7th. But yeah, I don't remember exactly because I wasn't playing the game much at that time. So, sorry. This is good. We probably shouldn't give two definite answers to things like that. Otherwise, people will start Googling everything. Okay, okay. It came out in first edition. It's just everyone forgot about it, and it was really embarrassing. And so no, everyone's pretending that they didn't forget about it. The Adeptus Mechanicus. It's really old. The Adeptus Mechanicus Codex uh, came out in 1986, one year uh, before Rogue Trader came out. Yeah. Uh, Um, But then everyone was like, "Oh shit!" But Rogue Trader's going to come out in a year, and then they all got really embarrassed. And we're not actually going to release a single codex in in Rogue Trader because Mm. they started coming out in second edition. Mm. So they 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 quietly recalled. Yeah, and now everyone's just agreed as like a whole to just not mention it. So thanks for that. Thanks for making us bring it up. We're gonna get DMCA'd by fucking 40k as a concept. Yeah, Uh, not Games Workshop, (laughs) but the actual game system of 40k. Yeah. So thank you for which is sentient. It's sentient and it hates us. So yeah, there's your answer. Yeah, good, good. Don't need Google. We're here. (laughs) All right. Last up, I am the guy. The guy who. Well, that's, that's just it. It's just the guy. Oh. Um, is that a drama about stating that, or is that a person that sent a message in? It is uh, a person who sent a message. Oh, dang! It's quite, nice a, personal me- it's quite a personal message. Oh, oh okay. I feel really silly for making fun of it now. I'm sorry. Hold your horses on that one. Um, so, Mr. Drumblebum, I have a question. You. Do you separate the brown sauce and the artisanal mayonnaise, or do you consume them mixed? <laughs> Oh, that's the worst. You know, we've been doing this for a while, and at no point have I been tempted to take off my headphones and just walk away from the computer until now. <laughs> I don't. You want to know? I know. I appreciate the you know the, the worst part about knowing is knowing, but I can't. No, that's information I have I in mean, my brain. What kind of heathen do you think I am? That you think there's like a possibility of different answers to this question you don't mix brown sauce and mayonnaise not artisanal That's... mayonnaise 
Mate, you're the dude that slimes all over our sofa. I choose. I, I choose <laughs> not to assume things about you. Seriously, you can't be yourself and drum a slime and also, roll around like you're a sexy slug boy. I mean, I have also noticed. How do you normally spell artisanal? Because I've either not written it down or it's spelled slightly weird. But it's spelled on here as R A R T I S A N A L, and I'm focusing far too much on the last four letters of that word. Well, I think maybe that was intentional because that's not how you spell artisanal. <laughs> that's what I thought, but yeah. Hmm. But I think they're trying to bias anal. the answer. <laughs> the art is anal. I think they're trying to bias my answer there. Yes. No, you don't mix. You can mix brown sauce and red sauce, otherwise known okay, as ketchup, gross. if you're having like breakfast or whatever. And you can mix ketchup and mayonnaise. That makes it like a great burger sauce. But that's you can't mix brown gross. sauce and mayonnaise. That's just a bit too. Oh no. Or are you just afraid? I mean, scared of progress, yeah, I'm terrified. Yeah. What in general? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, he woke up and he was like, "Oh fuck, I'm scared." <laughs> this just in: Matthew is secretly a Kelpian. Um, oh dang! Harvested Kelpian. for his artisanal mayonnaise. Yes. <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, don't mix them. Yeah, the very thought that you'd have to separate them implies that you've done some pre-mixing, which I don't approve of. No, it's like you transport them together and then have to separate them afterwards. Oh, that's how... Is that how yeah. they made, no. They're made in separate factories, but then one lorry goes around, picks them both up, puts them into like a giant you know, cement mixer-type back end, takes them to like the local Tesco's, and then they have to, like, you have to employ people to separate it into separate bottles. It's that creating is, jobs. That it's is literally gross. what I'm suggesting, yes. You see, okay, you guys are missing the fundamental fucking truth here is of how HP sauce and mayonnaise is transported. They put it in water because it is it's just so soluble. You can literally put like a ton of HP sauce or mayonnaise into like a jar of water and it won't ever overflow. Ah, ah nice. Okay. Mm. okay. So you just, and then they just dry it out <laughs> on these big drying beds. Ah, the old and then they, HP they s- drying beds. Yeah. Yes, the brown sauce and mayonnaise <laughs> drying beds. They just kind of like, you know, like those ice kind of like scrapes. They just kind of scrape it into like a jar and then as it settles, it starts to loosen up because it's kind of like a non-Newtonian liquid. Okay, so when do they separate them? They don't. Oh, they... that's what the drying beds are for because they store them in water. And they naturally separate when they dry. Yeah, you oh, know those okay, really right, right, right. big like trucks that, you, that all those big cement mixers where you you you've been wanting to put the mayonnaise and the brown sauce into. It's literally just a big truck with like a one liter glass jar, and that has like <laughs> that that has like four rattling tons. around in there. Yeah. Well, no, no, they've, they've like kind of. Put a couple of pillows around it. There's a coaster. Corner. There's a coaster there, so you know. It's, a co- it's upside down, so it's a little bit more grippy. And like our uh, Dave's come in and he's like put a bit of like electrical tape, misguided. I know he's kind of like tied it around the thing, so it's not entirely loose. That'd be stupid. <laughs> you know, I wonder at what point does this this podcast stop being you know just us talking and become like a full blown work of fiction. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just telling you what I know, having worked in in the the trade. As they call you them. you have not worked in the sauce trade. I have. This is... they, they refer to you as saucy boys now, or girls. Now, Snipe, yes. we have had conversations about you and your lies. <laughs> so how dare you? You wound me. This is why would I lie about something as important as artisanal mayonnaise and brown sauce transportation? Um, because and reclaiming reclamation is important. Because too. as soon as this microphone is put in front of you for the podcast. <laughs> It's it's like a switch is is like flicked in your mind that goes from like must tell the truth to always lie. What? I mean, I mean that might explain politics. So. 
<laughs> yes, all those politics I have. Not no, that's you. what happens. That's what happens to uh, to, uh, to everyone else when they walk into the House of Commons. Yeah. Anyway, it's like putting a podcast microphone on them and the switch that says "always lies." About artisanal mayonnaise. <laughs> anyway, that no. that is that is all of the questions. Okay. Good, you, you have satisfied Good. them. For okay, now. speaking of satisfying people. So we've put up on Twitter, because it's our uh, 69th. Nice. Uh, we decided that we would have an extra round of questions from people on Twitter, basically saying, hey guys, send us some names of like three characters and some pictures, and we will tell you you know, if we will fuck, marry, or kill them. A gargantuan number of you didn't fucking understand the question, <laughs> and just decided to either pick one character or... Just text, which, thank you for writing in, but we can't really cover that. <laughs> or giving us hundreds of characters. Um, in fairness, in fairness, I think I may have confused matters by accidentally writing singular picture and name. Yeah. You did, uh, you did say tweet. name. Yeah, yeah. so I, I, but, I take some of it on the chin that's myself. Fair. That's fair. And I was being comedically aggressive about it. But I say, for future reference, if someone asks you to play Fuck, Marry, Kill, you don't just go Dumbledore and wait. <laughs> You have to give three characters. What am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to decide which order in which way I'm not going to just sleep with him, marry him, and then murder him? Because I don't want to kill him first. Maybe, maybe that's what they're suggesting. Maybe if they've only given one name, it's because they want to fuck, marry, and kill that one person. Hey, maybe, maybe. Maybe, but that's not the game we're playing here, so <laughs> please don't be upset if we haven't included your suggestion. Also, we probably won't be able to include all of them anyway, because there's quite a few here. Yeah. Um, but so, um, yeah, as, as kind of insinuated there, the rules of fuck, marry, killers, we have three characters, and... We have to decide who we'd fuck, who we'd marry, and who we'd kill. Hands so, um, I'm ignoring you. Um, so. I like this one. Have you got the Twitter thread open there, Matthew? I actually do. Good <gasps> lord. Yeah, I know, right? Um, <laughs> so, um, the first one I feel I have to do, uh, we have to look at because um, this is important to snipe. It's very important to me. Uh, is Fuck, Marry, Kill, and this is from Longfang. Um, Chris Redfield, Jessica, and Albert Wesker from Resident Evil. Um, also, he, you can see that he's posted the bonus Jessica, which is the stupid costume I uh, mentioned earlier. <laughs> yeah, that, dumb. that may have influenced my decision on this. Yes. Okay. Okay, so I'll let you guys go first. Do, do we obviously ha- are we trying to come to a consensus here, or do we have I our own just individual? Say, like, like, let's, well, we could all do the... Okay, so who would we fuck, and then we all give our answers and carry on. Um... Because I, I personally think... Who, who um, would you do a big fuck on? Um, well, I think we've got to go with Wesker for fuck. Yeah. Because um, his dirty talk would be amazing. His dirty, oh, his, yes. This is complete bedroom is, saturation. Because he's, he's a villain. Is he the, like, is he the blonde one or the, the dark He's the blonde one. He's the, he's the blonde one, yeah. I mean, I know who these people are. <laughs> You've played some videoed games. I'm judging mostly from the photos on probably all of these questions, I imagine. Oh, That's yeah, fair. yeah. And um, for the other ones, it would be marry Chris Redfield. Mm-hmm. Um, because he just needs someone to look after him. I just want to hold. I just want to hold him in my big strong arms and, and we make will, him feel safe. We'll kill Jessica solely because um, Snipe will hit me if I don't say that. Okay, <laughs> I'm not actually. I don't like this when you decide what we will do. We should all decide on our own. No, I'm just saying. I, I thought that that might be the. No, you know that's so dumb. We'll... That's stupid and dumb, and you've ruined the podcast. Okay, forever. You that's want it. you want to decide on your own? You decide on your own. Yeah. I'm just trying to streamline the okay, process. Okay, drama. Who would you do a fuck on? Um. It's, it's, it's got to be it's got to be Chris because I mean take the make the most of those knee pads right 
Oh, 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 yes. <laughs> you know. Yes, good. Good choice. Good choice. You don't want to be uh, getting I... carpet burn. No, no, that's the worst. I would probably fuck Wesker. Again, because I think he'd just be grateful. <laughs> he'd put the effort cons- in. Yeah, it's like he'd be like, oh, thank you. That's That was a good sex, what we did. And then I'd just probably ignore him, because I think he's a twat. Yeah. Yeah. So, marry... Wib, who would you marry? I'm, I'm sticking by my previous answer. Marry Chris Redfield? Yeah, I go for me. He needs, he needs some fucking help. That boy does. Oh, he needs so much loving. And I, I also would marry Chris Redfield. <laughs> Draw a butt. Who would you marry? I mean, I'm. Ge- I guess I'm going to have to half agree with you in that I'll have to marry Wesker because <laughs> I agree with you on the kill option. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we're although can I just say Jessica. that in my head the kill option is actually just I just don't think about them anymore because I don't want to actually yeah. kill any of these people. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Like, I will state if I want to actually <laughs> kill one of them, but I'd say just ignore or just yeah. pretend don't exist. So yeah. Yeah. The, the kill is an extreme yeah ex- accentuation of the actual thing. Okay, now the next one's a very important one. Okay, we're, we're not very... doing that one because because it's the biker mice from Mars and you <laughs> is it the, put it. Yeah, it's the one that you submit. Yeah, so we're not doing that one. Oh! <laughs> if anyone else submitted Biker Master Mars and cared enough, but you know, obviously people don't. Okay. I care. <laughs> okay, we've got so one. So we've got like a collaborative effort here from Longfang and Oculus as um, well. Because because uh, uh, Longfang added the pictures, um, but um, Metal Gear Solid. Ah, yes. Um, yes characters: yes. Solid Snake, Liquid Snake, and Solidus Snake. <sighs> Well, I mean, what about you, Wib? Who would you fuck? Because um, they're all very handsome men. You know, I think we've got to go... F- if we're going to go... Um, if we're going to go fuck, mm-hmm. then it's probably got to be Solidus. You're going to fuck... you like the older man? He's just, you know, he's, he's dignified. He's got the... He's got the he was president yeah, of the United president. States. But he is also a prick. He is a prick. So you wouldn't want to hang around too long. No. Marry Snake. He's, he's fucking Snake. I, I, I mean... I would like to marry Salt Snake. I get you. You know, you, you gotta... And let's just kill Liquid because he's... Brother! He's, he's such a shit. I, could, I, couldn't, I couldn't deal with that all day long. No. I just, just want rid of him. Oh, yeah. No, I get you. I get you. Draw but what about you? Um, so I think I'm going to have to agree with Kill Liquid purely based on the fact that you can't fuck him because he's not solid. <laughs> so... Okay. You, know, you, you want a good solid, you know, if, you, if you're going to choose between three <laughs> men, you want the most solid to fuck. And liquid, by definition, is the least solid. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, okay. Congratulations, um, <laughs> you, you made a penis joke about Solid Snake uh, in 2019. No one's ever made that, um, that connection before, Drama. Solid yeah, Snake great, means right? hard dick. No one's fuck. Oh, my God, dude. Um, Oof. So the question is between fucking and marrying Solid and Solidus, and like I think mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to fuck Solidus. You want you, you like that old man? Yeah, I'm more to the point. If you marry him and he dies off in a couple of years, it's kind of <laughs> a waste. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they're all clones, and they all like like if well, if they were all alive, they kind of rapidly age anyway. So, but if you start from a bit younger, you've got a bit more time to go with. I reckon. Mm, yeah, fine fair. answer. Don't question okay. my logic. So basically, the same as me. Yes. Okay. okay, so... I'd fuck Liquid Snake. Okay. I'd just, put a, I'd just basically make him dye his hair first. <laughs> <laughs> you want to have your cake and eat it, is what you want to do. I want my cheesecake and eat it, yeah. Beefcake and eat it. I want my beefcake. 
I'd just be like, I'd, oh, and it'd have to, I'd have to gag him as well. So he'd be like, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> so he'd just carry on. I'd be like, yeah, just, just, just keep it shut, honey. It's fine. But yeah, I'd marry Solid Snake, of course, and I'd kill Solidus because he's a jerk. Okay. Um, I feel there should be an honourable mention, but I don't actually want to go through it. I do. I, I feel it would... It would be upsetting for everyone involved, which is the three of us. Uh, no, no, that's not suggested. us. That's Snope, Wub, and Percussion Mike oh, from yeah. the Grump Anthropod. Okay, there are evil twins, but they're basically us. I, I feel that... <laughs> I like how Big B in the background is quite alarmed by something. It's the picture. It, it is indeed us. That is a good picture, David. Um <laughs> But yeah, honorary mention. Snope, Wub, or Percussion Mike. Yeah. Oh, dang. Prime B in here with a uh, quite a good one. So, um, we have Garviel Loken from the Horus Heresy series of books. Yep. We have Central slash Bradford from, from XCOM. XCOM More specifically, XCOM 2. And Dante from uh, the Devil May Cry series. Okay, now, Prime B's cheating because whenever like there's a stream, Prime B tends to be my thirst buddy. <laughs> So we we tend to just get thirsty in the comments there. But yeah, um, what about you, Wiblet? Because this, uh, this, these are a very hunky selection of very good men here. There's very tasty boys, both uh, emotionally and physically. Well, I'm afraid, for me, the, the kill, or at the very least the go away mm-hmm. option, it would have to be central because I, I don't really know anything about him. That's I've, fair. I've not experienced enough about him other than being a kind of background thing to really have an opinion. Um, I'd have to marry um, Loken purely because... Those big hands. I don't think my <laughs> body could survive being fucked by a space marine. <laughs> Yeah, but what a way to go. That is exactly why I'm going to choose him to be my fuck buddy. Yes! (laughs) If I'm I'm going out, I want to go out by Space Marine dick. Mm -hmm. I mean... How how did Drama Matt die? You you think the the Space Marine. Fucking respect! (laughs) Was that an intentional callback to the suggestion that you were going to be loose by the end of the podcast? Yes, it works, was. But, you that's know. not how that works at all. But nice reference there. That's good. <laughs> but yeah. So uh, and yes, I'll, uh, I'll I'll fuck Dante. Um, okay. Also, because he's a laugh a minute. Oh yes. Yeah. It'd be a funny fuck. A funny fuck. Yeah. Is that kind of like every now and again he like cracks like a, a joke? Like how would that go down? He make he, he you know he make a one liner about his balls and we'd all laugh. <laughs> we'd all laugh. So draw Matt and I there as well. I assume that was the whole thing. Wardrobe? Yeah, you're, you're in the wardrobe. <laughs> I am not. No, <laughs> it's the, the Sparta shell. Yes, <laughs> Virgil's there. <laughs> Matthew, um, yeah, I gotta agree. Central slash Bradford just kind of looks boring. So he oh, can fuck but off. he's sexy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, as previously mentioned, gotta gotta fuck that, that Space Marine deck. Mm-hmm. He does have the, the picture used is the one where he has the smolder. Yeah, so, that was my. Wardrobe yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Mm. Um, and Dante kind of looks like Matt Mercer in this picture. He does a bit in the new so, one, yeah. So I'll just have him like that, and then I'll just like spend the next however many years of our marriage feeding him lines from Critical Role. Just so yeah, I can but pretend. dude, he's gonna like. You can imagine like you're lying in bed in your sexy negligee. Matt Mercer comes in and just takes off his dressing robe, puts a foot on the bed, and goes, "So how do you want to do this?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got that for the rest of my life. So yeah, dude, everybody wants that for the Dante... rest of their life. <laughs> I appreciate Dante isn't Matt Mercer. 
<laughs> based on a very superficial glance, yeah, they look a bit similar. <laughs> so on that ground, I'm going to marry the guy. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I that's think that fair. seems reasonable. Also, I love how apparently this this whole fuck, marry, kill thing means that apparently once you marry someone, you don't fuck them anymore. Yeah. No, you just don't ever have sex again, There's some strange apparently. suggestions. Implications. 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 I haven't, I haven't answered yet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, what about you, Snipe? Okay. Um... Ah, as much as I, I will ignore Central Daddy because I don't know much about his personality. To be fair, you just you just thirst after his dad bod. I just thirst after his dad bod, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I'd like to get to know him, and I, maybe in the future I will have a different thing to say. But yeah, I I, I got to fuck a space marine because how often you get a chance? How often do you get a chance? Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, I'll marry Dante. That's okay. fine. Okay. Okay. We have an interesting one here from Plasma Dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is Garrus Vicarian. Oof. Morden Solus and Erdnot Rex, especially from the Mass Effect series, especially because one of them you do get the chance to fuck. I did fuck Garrus. But the other two you don't. You're so a this, tasty cricket husband. So this this could be like, you know, um, which ones do you regret not being able to fuck? I mean, I would have happily, like, I did kind of accidentally come on to Morden and he was like, oh, I'm very flattered, but no thank you. And I'm like, <gasps> I've been wounded. <laughs> I thought myself, but at least I tried. And I think Rex, like... I did really want to romance Rex, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I would, um, I would, uh, I would marry Morden because... Oh, he's a good he's, homie he's such a good, he's such a good boy. He's a good boy. And I, it, uh, Mass Effect makes me sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, fuck Rex. Oh, That's, yeah. Just because, I, I, I it's, It'd be like fucking a space marine, you know, you probably wouldn't survive, but what a way <laughs> yeah. to go. Well, I, I feel like after the space marine, like, Rex is the only one to have a chance of making me feel yeah. anything. And the only reason I would kill Garrus, the only reason I'd kill Garrus is just because he was already an option. Oh, that's mean. So you it's... mean you'd ignore him? I'd ignore him, mm. yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Drama Bot, what about you? Yeah, I mean, you've you got to marry that Morden. Oh, he's yeah. Just, he's just too adorable. He is. <laughs> and yeah, like I said, yeah, got a footworks. Yep. Mm, I guess been there, done that with Garrus. So, yeah, I'd probably... You know what? I'm going to fuck... I'm going to fuck Morden. Yeah. Alright. Just, yeah, you because, know, I mean, I've I already mean, been with a space marine. I want to try something a bit different. He would technically know how to do it very well. Yes. He has, he has very detailed the, files, apparently. Yeah, yeah, he'd bring out the anatomical charts and be like, like with, with like a little laser pointer. <laughs> it helps if I can see. Okay. Uh, and I think I'd marry Rex, because I think he'd make a good husband, and I reckon he would make the best cupcakes. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. Mm. Who knows? Which is the sole purpose of a husband, really. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the only purpose. Okay, now we have Calamity Kaz's suggestion, which is... I don't like this game anymore. Typhus, Corpheron, or Erebus from 40k slash the Heresy series. Mm. Um, None of those are really good options. Now, I don't know how to put this, but I'm pretty sure pre-Heresy Typhus had a beard... Oh, actually. I might be wrong here. I might be mixing him up with another character. Because uh, it's been a long while since I read any books with him in. Mm. But. That does change things. That does that change does things. Change I just wanted things. to give you a little bit of something. A little bit of something there. <laughs> a little something. Um, a little something. something. Um, now, I'm going to kill um, Corfairon because he Good is, choice. like, literally the worst person. Mm. Um, and I'll fuck Erebus. Really? Um. I don't want to. No, no one But, you know, uh, that's just what we're stuck with. <laughs> and I guess I'll marry Typhus, because he's the one I dislike the least. <laughs> so, 
I think I'm just going to have the exact same answer as you because, uh, although I would kind of be worried about, well, catching something, catching many anything. of them. Yeah. <laughs> and you, Matt? Um, yeah, I think it's going to have to be the same. Because um, beard changes everything. The, the beard, and also he's got a nice unicorn horn in this picture. He does. So. He does. This is yeah. where I'm going to look at look it up and go. Oh, I've got him mixed up with was it Grogo or whatever his name is. <laughs> I realise I've mixed him up with another character. <laughs> And there's no beard, I've just... I, I've just... Oh, God. But he's no still got the unicorn cool. horn, so I'm still sticking with him for marriage. He is okay, unicorn. Cool. Okay, that was okay. pretty... That was a quick yeah. one. Okay. okay. Um, next one from Inquisitor Grox is uh, an interesting one, which is Jean-Luc Picard... Oh, that's above, yeah. Sorry. James T. Kirk or Benjamin Sisko. Sorry, Benjamin Ooh. motherfucking Sisko. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I feel I should go last because this is this is okay. my field of expertise, okay. so, the Star Trek stuff. So I'll let you guys go first. I would say I I would kill Kirk because I'm just not interested, uh, and I think I would I would definitely. I'm so confused with these next two because it's so easy. I would I would fuck and marry both of them. <laughs> it's a bit tricky. Yeah, what are you gonna do? You gotta you gotta make the call. Uh, okay, I would fuck. Picard and then marry Cisco. Okay. Because apart from like Kirk there, they're all amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Drumbot, what about you? Well, this is a good question. I've watched quite a lot of the ones with Picard and Kirk. I, I know Cisco less, actually. So I, th- I feel from that regard, that's, that's going to have to be my ignored in the side. He oh, might no. be cool, uh. but I just don't know him well enough. And okay. I mean... I could only tolerate one of the other two for marriage. It's you know, it's it's got to be Picard for marriage because yeah, I don't yeah, think I could yeah. put up with Kirk for more than about the thirty seconds it'd take for him to come. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd be like, then he'd be like, tell all of your friends about my amazing penis, and you'd be like, okay. <laughs> so I mean, I think that by default kind of solves it. I mean, he's not quite that bad. I mean. <laughs> Um, you see, I'm, I'm in a bit of a quandary because I, I have watched every episode of everything featuring mm. all of them. So, hmm, because you see, Kirk, Kirk is, is you know, often portrayed in popular media as being a bit of a ladies' man, but it's not, he's not actually as bad as you think. Um, <laughs> Picard actually has quite a lot of success himself. And because he's suave as fuck. Because he's he's suave, and that's that's really the the question. Because if it's going to be marriage, honestly, I think the only one that isn't supremely like damaged in that department is Cisco. Yeah, because he he can have perfectly normal relationships, and he's you know aside Why do you from think being I married the guy, he's a badass. But yeah. you know, so so I'd have to I have to marry Cisco. Yeah, I think he'd be um, a good choice. And I, I think, I think it would have to be kill Kirk. And it's not actually anything against Kirk. I just, I have so much against Kirk. I just think that from what we have seen in the media that we have, we have observed, Picard, probably the better lay. <laughs> so I, ha- so, I have to fuck Picard. That's, so yeah, strongly pointed out. I, I would agree. Yeah. Okay, so um, we'll do one more. Yeah. So, uh, so this doesn't go on for a million years. Even though it already has, but it's it already fine. has. I mean, we've got a whole new topic to talk about after this. Remember? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I'm editing it, so it doesn't matter. Okay, uh, this is the last <laughs> one. I'm afraid there was a lot we'd like to have done, but we couldn't. So thank you for everyone who sent them in. Yes, thank you. This is the last one from Sean McCary. Uh, this is a good one. 
uh, Donald Duck, Sora, or Goofy from Kingdom Hearts? Okay, well, I I would have thought this this one would be really obvious. I so feel. obvious. I, I have a you know, um, you fuck Donald Duck. Yeah, because oh, he's a firecracker. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh he'd be a he'd be a nutcase. You've seen that, you've seen that image of him slamming his ass on Ooh, the wall. Oh, I like, want him to do that to my face. Yeah, he'll do that to you. Mm. You'd marry Goofy because well, we've seen Goof Troop. We know that he he's like the only like character we know canonically has gotten laid yes it's yes. like you know he fucks yeah we do know that he, we do know that he fucks he does uh, big in, fucking so you know you're gonna get the fucks from the marriage there yeah that's uh, good. but more importantly you know he's you know we know that he he has experience being a husband he's also a responsible single father yeah he's a responsible which single father really which is gonna cool. work and you kill Sora because um they're very underage and they're, they're underage and it would be criminal <laughs> so let's kill this kid <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, killing them is way less criminal. Uh, Okay, let's move away from this logical train of thought and ask Matt what he thinks. I mean, I I can't argue that logic. I've got to go with it. I've got to agree. I'm going to agree as well. Consensus. Consensus. We end on consensus. That may be the first time that's ever happened. Yeah. So, yeah. That's that's our fuck Mary kills again. Thank you to everyone who sent it in to commemorate our 69th episode. Nice. There we go. Um, So, if... If you um, are not wanting to hear, I talk about the Black Mirror Bandersnatch Choose Your Own Adventure episode thing. Yeah, from Netflix. We will um, be going into fully spoiler territory, so if you don't care, that's great. Yep. Uh, oh. And if you do, then just duck out, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we and won't we, be talking we'll... about anything else, so... Exactly. Yeah. We'll do this. We'll, we'll do all this on the end. So mm-hmm. don't, don't, you, don't you worry, you won't be missing out apart from that. Um, so, uh, we have all watched... Or played through, however you want to put We've it. We've all experienced Bandersnatch. Yeah. Um, if you are not aware and you are listening because you don't care about Black Mirror um, or whatever, uh, this is an episode of Black Mirror, the show uh, written by Charlie Brooker, um, that is usually all about like um, sort of horror, cautionary tale, kind of horror. Yeah, like technological based kind of horror things usually, or just some kind of grim story involving technology um and this was a thing put on netflix where you make decisions as to what you're going to do next yes yeah, so it's interactive and kind of um, so it works it, it works like a choose your own adventure and indeed the story is based on a young man who is writing a well making a video game for the um spectrum back in the 80s yeah so it's set in 1984. Um, and he's basing it on a on a fictional choose-your-own-adventure book um, that was written by a guy who went and beheaded his wife. Um, yeah, he kind of went a little bit wrong. Kind of went a bit wrong. And it, you sort of go through, go through it making different decisions and it can go to different ways. Now, since we're fully into spoiler territory, I need to know the most... Because there's an important choice in that and I need to know what everyone picked. Okay, I'm okay. ready. Did you pick Sugar Puffs or Frosties? Throw them out. For the cereal. So I'm front loading this with just I, it was I watched it when it came out, which was about two weeks ago, basically. Yeah. So I'm trying to remember what I de- what I decided for things. It's the most I, important decision. That's the right. most important. Yeah, no, I remember this one because it's the most important. I think we went Frosties. Okay, 
What did you go? Sugar Puffs. I went Frosties too. You are both wrong and immoral, and I will I hate you. Frosties are inherently better. They are uh, inherently yes. terrible. There's a Although, l- did you notice that later on, there was an advert on the TV for the cereal that you picked? Yes. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah. That was cool. Um, like, some of, the, some of the things don't seem to affect that much, but other ones, like, lead you off into completely different ways, I guess. Oh, yeah. Like, if you kind of messed up, it would take you back to the branching path yeah, um, so you pick again. Because I, I think I... Well, you tell us about your journey first. Okay, so I'll tell you about my, my canonical ending that I got. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's kind of the easiest way to do it. Like, yeah. Because you have to go down certain paths to do it. So um, the ending I got is the well, the first ending I got because I could go back and look at the other mm-hmm. ones. Cause I, I I, don't I've know, only looked at the one that I got. Yeah, because I don't know how many endings there are to it. Um, but I basically watched it and went back and, until the credits just came up and I didn't have to skip to them. Um, but the first ending I got was where you, you the character, um, becomes convinced. Like he open, he goes into his dad's room, opens up the safe, and finds that there is a. You type in packs into it, and you find out there is a surveillance thing on on him that he, all of his life has been a lie and he's basically an experiment to see how how you how people like a child would deal with trauma and mind control mm-hmm. and he goes he, he his dad finds it and he, he ends up going downstairs and then he brains his dad with a ashtray and he ends up in prison and the game's released and they're like yeah the game's like interesting as a novelty piece but like it's the the story behind it of of the 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 guy that made it who went insane and murdered his father is so much more interesting. That's that's the the ending I originally got. Uh, what ending did you get, Snipe? I got the ending where I got uh, so I didn't brain my dad um, there. I beat him up in the kitchen, and because of the conversations we'd had, like I'd had, because it gets very meta. Yeah. Um, he literally, like, belt. he kills his dad with the ashtray, and then he looks up to the sky and goes, what do I do now? So I told him to cut up his dad's body. Oh. So he does that. And then it cuts to, like, a few months later where he's getting rave reviews. <laughs> um, he got five out of five stars. But, you know, mainly because he killed his dad and chopped up the body. So I didn't see all the endings. That's really interesting. No, mm. and, but my ending keeps going. Oh. So then it cuts to, like, modern day... With I don't know if you guys met Colin's girlfriend or his daughter. Yes. You, basically, it's following his daughter Pearl, and she's like, "Oh yeah, so my dad was a bit of a coder, so I've decided to re-release this, like, like basically redo this game for modern, like, audiences. I'm probably going to do that, like, you know, like a kind of mixed media kind of thing." And the interviewer is like, "Oh, it's like there's been rumblings of you doing this for the Netflix streaming service," and she's like, "Oh, I can't <laughs> talk about rumors." And then it, basically, you go to her trying to basically like. Take like interpreting the code and stuff from the Bandersnatch game that the guy was working right. on into a modern computer, and then a thing comes up and goes destroy a computer or pour tea over a computer, and I made her pour tea over a keyboard, and then it just shut down. Okay, it was really cool. <laughs> okay, okay. What did you get, Matt? Yeah, I so the very first time we did it, we just did um, the very like the third decision you make after the serials and after the music. We just accepted working with a software company, and then the game was made. It was released, it was shit. That was the end. And it was like 15 minutes in or something. We were like, so. <laughs> so I, 
I'm just going to like, front load it with, I don't think those are endings. I think those are game it's, overs. It's a, it's a full ending, apparently. It's classed as a full ending. Oh, is it on the list of possible ending. Oh, because oh, I just kept going. Because when you can, I got the final, final ending. Yeah, because when you continue, it acknowledges those events. I like So I, I interpreted that as not being an ending, as that being a way of teaching you the mechanics Ooh. of the game. I mean, if it is officially okay. counted as an ending, Ooh. fair Ooh. enough. But well, I don't know about I officially. There's various, because we were looking up after we played it, watched it whatever for like an hour or so or however long it was we had a bit of a look on like a flow chart and I was like did, okay have we missed anything obvious did you guys get into the giant karate fight with your therapist yes, I ha- yes. yes. that was so good <laughs> that was amazing it was, it was like oh isn't this a bit boring do you want to spice it up yes or fuck yeah yeah of course so I was yeah, like, pick I fuck gotta yeah. click fuck yeah and then he throws tea in the woman's face and she turns around and she double batons is like let's fucking go <laughs> It's amazing. And then he gets dragged out going, my friend from the future and I kicked your fucking ass. Yeah, because... <laughs> it was so whole, good. Because obviously there's like multiple different ways to go and some are super meta. They it basically, you know, you know, there's one where you as the viewer are communicating. You're like typing to him, explaining to him what Netflix is. Like, I'm from the future and I am controlling you through Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he, and like because I decided to go to the the psychotherapist of that because I was like clearly <laughs> Stefan is not well yeah and I was thinking about it more like an adventure game more than an episode of Black Mirror oh yeah so I I got into a lot of failure states just by trying to do the right thing yeah. so like like I immediately like after like one of the first things where he starts freaking out a little bit and he goes back to the, the therapist. And she gives him a higher dose. It was like, oh, do you want to take the pills or flush them? I was like, oh, I'll take the pills. And then it's, it's just game over. Oh, is it? Okay. Because you basically stop having control over him because of the tablets. Oh, I wondered, actually, I flushed them. I wondered what would happen. Because I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, um, There's several points in the game where it, it basically reaches a... Which you could... It, it could be considered an ending. Like, my, my in, internally to me, I only thought of it as an ending when the little thing in the corner showed up saying show credits. I only got that that's, at, like, the end. Okay. Yeah, that's... And when I saw that, that's when I considered that the ending. Yeah. Um, my, my first ending. And then I went back and did a few other different things that I could do from the earlier decisions I'd mm. made. So I... Because my first one was, yeah, he ended up in prison for killing his father. Yeah. Um, one of the... The next one I got was, yeah, the... He... He, he starts karate fighting people. Which was pretty fun. Which is just ridiculous. And what was the... Oh, there was another one I got. I can't remember it offhand. Oh shit! What was the oh, other did one? you did you like like throw tea on your computer, or did you tell your dad to fuck off? I told my dad to fuck I off. I told my dad to fuck off. Yeah. Drama, but what did you do to your dad? Um, what were the choices? So <laughs> you either throw tea on your computer, or you tell your dad to fuck off. Oh yeah, I told 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 dad to fuck off. I felt like I should because I was like, oh, I can't destroy the game. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was like, yeah. shit, because that's probably going to just be a fail. So it's like, oh, you can't continue because the computer's destroyed yeah. with all your programming on it. I will say, I really like because obviously. Um, there are there are definite endings, yeah. But like when you get an ending, it comes up with like certain choices you could have made, or you could go back to you a previous part. You can go to the part. point where it branches and pick a different uh, one. and pick a different one. Um, what makes that I think really interesting is that quite uh, is there's quite a few times where it will acknowledge it, like say you'll your the character will wake up from from being asleep or whatever. So like the previous run through is. Like a dream almost, and like yeah. there are parts where did then, you like, certain... did you go on the drug trip? I went on the drug trip, and yeah. it like straight up like goes into like heavy like basically uh, the one of the other guys um, Colin, the who's Colin like the program. established like game maker, like game prodigy. He's t- he takes some LSD and goes 
off the fucking rails. Like, he basically describes the entire conceit of the show, really. Yeah. Um, but then he kind of goes into, like, oh, then there's, like, Pac-Man. It stands for, like, was it, like, protect and, like, surveillance or something? It's, like, uh, it's some kind whole... of, like... Persuading control, control, persuading control, persuading control. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And Um, he's he's talking about how Pac-Man, like everyone thinks it's happy, but it's not. It's just like this big. We're all rats in a maze. Yeah, he goes full conspiracy theory nonsense. But he talks about how, like, you know, the your choices are like being controlled by this weird entity. Something else is controlling you, and it basically gets very meta about the idea. It gets meta about being meta. It's crazy. Yeah, like because yeah, you can like as I said, you can straight up have a point where you. You have kind of control about what appears on his glitching out um, spectrum screen. Yeah. I and, chose the Netflix logo first, yeah. and then you have to basically explain to him what Netflix is. And then I chose <laughs> the little multi winnier dude. Yeah, there's like a, a runic, little... it well, it looks like a runic symbol, but it's actually like but a that's, choice that's, tree. That's it's the, the trousers the, of time. The tra- it's, no. it's actually, it's also the Black Mirror like logo, basically. It's in loads of the episodes. Oh, oh shit, I did that not before. notice that. It's in, definitely in the one where, have you seen them all? I've, I've not seen, seen them, them all. Yeah. Oh, okay, I don't want to. So, I don't know, but it's, it, it's, yeah. it crops up quite a few times in older episodes as well. That oh, little oh, toys tree logo thing. Mm. I, I will say, like thinking about like old episodes, one thing I did really like about it because I mean, you know, obviously it's, this is this sort of thing has been done before in video games, of course. Like old FMV games did things like this. Oh yeah, um, and yeah. you know, games like, uh, like a lot of Telltale's output is very similar to this. Mm. Um, but this is obviously with a much higher budget and it's live action. And I couldn't it's... really see any of the seams. Yeah, no, it, did, no. it did a really was, good job. I was looking the for seams. continuity errors or yeah. stuff like that. Um, but compared to Black Mirror as as a series, one thing I did really like about it is that Black Mirror, if there is a complaint that can be labelled at Black Mirror, because I, you know, I, I they are in like an anthology series, so I like some episodes and some episodes don't work so well. Mm. Um, but a lot like of San people. San Junipero is, I think, the best episode. Oh, I love San Junipero. Oh, did you notice that the clinic that he goes to is Saint Junipers? No, mm. but that's yeah, amazing. we noticed. We noticed that one. Yeah, yeah. that um, is so fucking cool. But I really like one of the problems with the show. You know, a lot of people don't like is that it does come across as a bit technophobic sometimes. And I can understand how you can interpret a lot of the stories yeah. as being very anti-technology. And I personally don't see it like that because I sort of see it as it's more about warning that. You know, technology with you know, sort of done for the sake of it, without actually having a little bit of a sensible yeah, it's, it's control never on the it. It's dangerous. Fault. It's usually the it's, company it's that's in charge of the technology's exactly. fault, yeah. Yeah. which is which, very different. Yeah, and I and like, but I do understand like people taking it as all oh, technology is bad. But I do think that is a valid reading, especially on some of the yeah. stories. Also, is it just me or was like the um the the game where it was like the big black mech thing? Yeah. Was that one of the weird little machines from... There was that episode of Black Mirror that's in black and white. Ooh, yeah, it, it that might really actually be like it, yeah. one of those little robots, like the yeah. one that just keeps chasing that woman. Yeah. Ooh, uh, I didn't that. Yeah. 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 But uh, the thing I was getting to was to say that I, this didn't feel like it had that. This wasn't like, all oh, technology is bad. This was just a weird story that it's had so multiple meanings, and none of the ones I encountered were, technology is bad. They were usually... What the fuck is going on? It it's was just usually a, it's just a borderline... crunch time does bad things to developers. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I thought it, it did steer clear of one of, of one of the biggest criticisms of Black Mirror. So yeah. I think I yeah. think that was wise of them to do as well. Mm. Um, also, they mentioned uh, they, I, I really like this because they mentioned the Commodore sixty four <gasps> yes! only to say it's got a really good sound. Yeah, chip. it was like, oh great sound <laughs> chip. Like, yeah, mate, good Which... sound chip. And I was like. <gasps> 
and since we use Commodore 64 music on the end of all of our Codex compliance, because the SIDS, like the SID chip in that fucking console is fucking fantastic. It's a good sound chip. Um, like, I don't even like Commodore 64 games very much. Like some of them are fine, but like for the most part, I'm kind of indifferent to them. But the sound, but the, what the sounds that console is capable of putting out are fucking great. Mm-hmm. Like for the era, it was fantastic sounding. Yeah, um, but so, yeah. What were your guys' overall thoughts on it? Did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I thought there were some moments that were kind of frustrating, like, you know, going back. Although I did really appreciate the when you fucked up and you would go back, it would kind of give you bullet points, mm. which I did really appreciate. Um, I thought that, like, the guy playing Colin, it's like he felt like he was dubbed. Yeah, his voice was really weird. It was like he was trying like he so hard to put of... on, like, token nerd voice or whatever. I, he sounded like maybe he was like I don't know if you guys have ever, ever really bumped into like any of the old kind of like fifty year old programmers who like still use like Amigas or whatever. <laughs> but he sounded like he was doing that voice, but it was out of the body of like the guy in your math class who's constantly lipping the teacher. <laughs> you know, the, the well, lanky see, I, football boy. I never noticed anything about his voice unusual, oh, his apart voice from the is very weird. Apart from the few times where he was obviously dubbed so that he could say something different when his face wasn't yeah. on screen. Yeah. So it was overdubbed. Also, so how creepy was his eyeballs melting? That was fucking creepy. Did you not get that? Um, yes, yes. He like grabs you by the head during the, the, uh, the, like, the acid trip. Oh, yeah. He takes yeah, his glasses yeah. off and his eyes are just kind of like... Just... Oh, shit. Sorry, you were talking about Colin, weren't you? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about the main guy for a second there. I just no. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, yeah. Colin speaks weird. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Good, okay. yeah. Did you see how he was holding his baby as well, where he looked like he'd never held a baby before? Like, oh, this is my baby. He's like, this is my baby. It's like, it's not, yeah. though, is it, mate? I mean, it's very obviously not your baby. That's just you um, found that somewhere. Go put it back. <laughs> I, uh, I yeah um, yeah the eyes melting thing was fucking that weird. was creepy because like, I didn't notice straight away and then mm. when I did I was like ooh that's fucking creepy don't like um, that ooh don't do drugs it was also really cool to see like because I mean this was set in, in obviously mid eighties and I was born in nineteen eighty six so a, a lot of this the stuff that like the the brands and stuff weren't necessarily around when I was a kid, but there's some things that I still remembered being around. Like I had vague recollections of seeing the old like WH Smith logo, and there was like a Wimpy in a town center. Ooh. Wimpies only exist in the UK anyway in service stations anymore. Yeah, and even then, no one understands why because I've never known anyone no that wants to go to burgers. them. Yes. They're gross. Um, so yeah, like the seeing those little things was really interesting. Like because they they seem to do a really good job of like. Getting things era appropriate, to my knowledge, and well, I mean, obviously like, I was very, very young in the all 80s, of like, so. the, like the woman who serves him at the record store is just like she's just pulled straight out of the fucking eighties. Yeah, she is like eighties defined, and like Colin's <laughs> girlfriend or whatever. Just again, just the definition of the eighties kind mm. of style. It's, it's so yeah. it was really well done in that regard, where yeah. it was just everything looked very eighties. But yeah, I like it's, it is one of those things where it's like I as a little experiment because. Like this sort of thing was has been talked about for for years. I remember like in the ni- if, in the nineties, yeah, in the ni- like I remember this being like in the nineties and stuff. They talk about oh the future of movies, like like pick, like basically making them into choose your own adventures. I remember people talking about that and like they've basically made it now. So as I say, like, those video games, like full blown video games. I mean, I would argue that this is an interactive like narrative experience. It's a video game. Hmm. Um, it's it's a very soft video. It's game. a very soft video game, but like, there's fundamentally, it's like a 
visual novel, except you don't have to read it. Yeah, and there's um, no creepy sex stuff. And there's more cho- there's more choices than some visual novels are played. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and def- more choices than a lot of walking simulators, and I have no issue calling a walking simulator a video game. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah, no. Um, but obviously, it's like a lot of the things, like, it's not like unique or anything in terms of what it's doing, but just to do it with this kind of interesting meta plot and mm. to do it with a decent budget and, de- and a decent, like, decent writers and actors behind it is something which hasn't been done very often. So, as something interesting that's been put on Netflix, I'm wholly behind doing, like, people doing things oh, like no, this. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see kind of, like, what this has inspired. Yeah, like, it's not, like, perfect or anything. It does have its flaws. Like, some of the paths are, like, if I'd have gone through it and the first path I'd have got was the... Um, he karate fights his um, therapist. I would have been a bit pissed because it's feels funny. Like that's more of a kind of like there's the that's the break intention. Yeah, kind of like thing. Um, it's funny, but also it's not like right. Like that that would that would annoy yeah. me if that was what I yeah, had I know in my it's first like ending. It's like if you complete Silent Hill and the, the the first ending you get is like the, the UFO dog. Ending. Yeah, the, well, yeah. Or you got yeah, the dog ending in like any of the Silent, Silent Hill, yeah. Hill two or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I I thought it was cool, and I do. Uh, I've I've seen a lot of people be kind of negative about it, and I'm like, I mean, that's fine if people is, don't yeah. like it. But I, I I thought I thought it was quite an enjoyable experience. I liked again, I liked the acting and everything. I also liked how there were just so many breadcrumbs everywhere. Yeah, like you know, like at the very beginning, your dad looks out the window and goes, "Oh, that fucking dog," and he's just digging in the garden. Mm. Now, if you bury your dad in the garden, that's how you get discovered. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, because the dog's dug up. Mm. Well, it doesn't say that explicitly, but you put two and two together and go, it's obviously like the dog. And the phone number. Did you get to the phone number? Yes. I thought that was pretty clever as well. It was, apart from... Oh, sorry, you go first. Yeah, but like I I say that was very clever. But again, it's like the fact that I think what you're probably about to say is the fact that it just keeps replaying the audio. Yeah, so you just know like that the was number. so frustrating because it said that and we were like, oh, we remember all these things. Okay, cool. I think I remember it. And then it just tells you over and over yeah. again. You're yeah, like, and you're like, oh, oh okay. I, I, okay suspect I, that's, yeah. I suspect that's probably a... That's they a compromise. Ra- they ran it through playtesting because mm. um, this is a Netflix show that needed a playtesting. <laughs> <laughs> Got more QA than most of Bethesda games. Hey-oh! <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, I, I I think that's probably something that they went through QA testing and people just weren't able to recognise mm. quick enough that they were supposed to remember the numbers. Because that was very clever, like, five. You were five. And I'm just like, it didn't seem out and of especially place at the time repeat, and then you think back and you go, Jesus, okay. Especially because they repeat some of the numbers in mm. there, so that would lead people to mistaking some of them, thinking the numbers needed to be doubled up. So I can kind of understand why. Yeah, yeah. It, I, it is disappointing that they do just give it to you. Mm. Because I can't, I, what would have been good is if they'd have just looped the longer version of it, where it doesn't just straight up say the number. Yeah. Um, I think it yeah. would have been really cool. I don't know, because I wanted to put in like 999, but I don't think that would have worked. <laughs> also, I kind of wish I'd seen what would happen if you didn't phone her, because there was a time limit. Yeah. So it's like, hmm, what what Because you probably would have like been caught anyway, because like while you're on the phone, like the police show up. Yeah, I, I, I am tempted to have another couple of runs through yeah, just to see what kind of weird like... shit I can pull out. Because obviously, yeah. like, there's a lot of stuff I haven't seen. Because you both described things that I haven't seen, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, Matt, what was your yeah, thoughts Matt. about it? So, it was a bit of a... <laughs> Listening to it now, I want to get back into it and have another few looks. So, as I mentioned, we're, the first time we went through, we did the, we just accepted the job in the first kind of real choice that you have to make. 
Okay, and then dude, it basically sugar puffs or frosties is very important. Okay, yeah, it is, but you know, so important you still chose wrong. But because we accepted that, and then you just release the game, and it's zero out of five, and then it says it goes tends you back to the point and goes, oh, make another decision. That meant that because I watched it with Ruth, and we kind of decided together which one we'd go for, sort of thing, which yeah. was quite often, which was quite satisfyingly quite often the same one. Um, which is quite nice, but we sort of vaguely had a few seconds to decide which one. But because we did that, we kind of watched the whole rest of it thinking, oh, they just kind of, if we make a wrong choice, they just, like, railroad us back onto the path that they want to tell. So it's not... And then by the time we finished it, yeah, there is lots of different endings you can get, but because the very first choice we really had to make, they said, that's the wrong choice, do it again, we kind of then experienced the whole rest of the thing thinking like, oh, there's only one real choice. And if yeah, we get it get wrong, that. we do it again. Mm-hmm. And it I put mean, us in this mindset of think of not realizing quite how diverse it does actually or it can get. Mm-hmm. So I think well, we actually did it the first time. I enjoyed it and I thought it was good. But I, if you asked me before, I heard you talk about it. If we did right at the start, said okay, what was your general feelings about this? I would have said it was fine. Mm. Like, yeah, it was. I'm glad they did it, and I'm glad that it's a thing that they can now do. Like Netflix has the technology to win it technically really well. Like, oh, as yeah, you said, there's, yeah. like, no seams or anything between different scenes or whatever. It's so smooth and so well done. Um, but So I'm glad that you can do that. But as for the story, meh, it's fine, I guess. But actually listening to you guys talk about it since then and actually hearing you be excited about it is actually getting me more, more sort of <laughs> retroactively more excited about it, if that makes any sense at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because, yeah, just because of that one first decision, we just... No, actually, I do totally get that. Yeah, I, I, I mean, like, I, I saw that as a tutorial, but I play a lot more games. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw... I've played a lot of weirder I, games. I will say that, because I, mean, um, I did kind of, when, when I encountered that first one, and I, and I took the offer, because I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, that sounds I think, like... Because it, it kind of railroads you into thinking that's what you want. But yeah. what hmm. I do like about it is, like, although it is very flawed, as, as like, John Matt says, you know, he's like... Well, then you think you're being railroaded. Yeah, because I'll just just finish the point I was saying. Because um, I also thought that it was going to be like this railroady kind of thing where I could diverge from it, but it was going to pull me back to the path. Mm. I thought that for like the first half of it, but then when I got I, when I got like my first major ending, and then it showed me how far back I could go to like make a different decision, mm. like to go down a different thing. That that's what made me sort of realise how diverse it actually okay. was. Yeah. And I think that's... that. It, I, I do agree. I think that first decision and the way it is presented is a mistake. Yeah, I think as well... it does, it does because, do that to you. Because I'm thinking you guys went into it seeing it more of a video game than as a TV show. I yeah. Because yeah. you play a lot more games than me. Mm. But I think that's the, that is the different mindset of us going into it as a TV show. I think if I went into it thinking, right, this is like a video game, I know, you know how these video games work is that, you know, you get to an ending, you see what happens, and then you go back to where it branched off and try again with a different thing. That's just kind of how these games always work. Mm. But because I went into it thinking this is a TV show, I think that sort of just, like, changed how I perceived it as well. No, I didn't actually which... think about that, but that yeah, does no. make a lot of sense. Yeah, because I went into it being like, rather than thinking, oh, this is a game, we've got to try out all the different endings, I was like, oh, this is a TV show, they just want to show their show so the sort of choice is not an illusion but like they're just trying to get us to you know we can try different things but at the end we're just gonna have to go back and do the one that they want yeah and yeah it ends up not being like that at all and like at the end of it after we'd done it for for a while and we sort of i ended up bringing up like a flow chart being like 
oh bloody hell there's a lot of different things yeah and even though we'd actually seen a lot of the different endings i we still had it in our head oh it's kind of not i don't know it was yeah it's a very interesting one Mm. it's now hearing you guys talk about it yeah it's yeah it's almost as if we're on on the edges where different media sort of meets like the different things of like so between television and video games and this being not 100% like and being one or the other being taking elements from both and yeah. putting so them it, together it can be confusing yeah it creates this way where you can it, it like ultimately proves how subjective appreciation of art is mm. because it, with As something a TV like a show i wouldn't yeah from think something much like, of it cuz it's na- it's narrative would be a bit all over the place when you look at it from the perspective of a tv show's narrative but as a video game i thought it was incredibly interesting but it's like a, quite an, good. yeah i mean I, I ultimately real i mean realistically the best way to look at it is is as a choose your own adventure is yeah is what it is that's, that's um, kind of how i saw it like i used to play a lot of the old kind of like text-based games where it's like, I, I used to read old old choose your own adventure novels yeah, at school same. so so it's like i kind of just was like oh it's just a video game kind of that but yeah i didn't think about kind of like interpreting it differently yeah and that's and if nothing else i would say that makes bandersnatch worth it because mm. if it makes you look at how you interpret a medium i think that's in and of itself worthwhile Mm. Uh, not to sound too flowery about it but like i i think experimenting with these things is all is always kind of positive because sometimes it works sometimes it won't yeah i mean there were definitely elements that didn't work yeah yeah. Uh, i'd say that overall my experience was quite a positive one yeah i i enjoyed it i think the story was very well written and acted i think it was the the scenes were very well directed Mm. um but yeah no it was good yeah it probably also helps that it's like couched in um you know a time that i like that sort of time of early like british video game like home computing stuff is something which i missed because i was too too young to yeah. experience it but i have like an almost sympathetic nostalgia for if you know what i mean it's like <laughs> picking up on other people's nostalgia for it. I, I always kind of feel that about that time like i i almost wish that i could get into like liking old spectrum games but they are so basic like to because like when you started at the master system it's hard it to work your way back working back can be difficult it's like know? i try and listen like i've been trying to listen to like the old shadow radio shows for a while and it's it is so difficult because it is such a drastically different medium to mm. anything i'm really used to but you know that that kind of thing is coming back. Like you know, just like the No Sleep podcast is basically just a bunch of people reading stories to you. Yeah. Well, I mean, what was what what it called? Is it? Oh fuck! I always forget its name. I've been meaning to listen to it. Um, was it Welcome to Night Vale? Welcome to the Night Vale. Yeah. Which is like a big kind of narrative podcast. Even a friend something of mine is super into yeah, that. even something as silly as like uh, the old Fish Shark Marketing podcast yeah. is is just a comedy podcast. Yeah. But it's everyone's playing characters. And it, that's the thing. Is just I need to kind of figure out kind of how i feel about them yeah kind of like the older ones especially because old media is always a bit dicey to go back to anyway oh yeah yeah so like the one i listened to was lamont cranston complaining that Margot is too busy reading books to do big kissing with him and i'm like oh. uh. <laughs> but that aside yeah yeah but no I'm, I'm i'm interested to see kind of what's i'm interested to see what's coming next yeah that, i think that's the thing this Without is sounding like a fucking it's, it's very possible that they'll have done this because i mean uh there's minecraft story mode on netflix as well yeah but i think minecraft story mode is garbage yes so but... that's a big problem 
Yes. Because people are like, I but, don't want to fucking bother with it. But the and point I was about to make has nothing PS3. to do with its quality. Okay. Um, between that, uh, it, it may just be the case that between um, Story Mode and Bandersnatch, they don't really do much else with this tech, with this ability to do those kind of choose-your-own-adventure-y sort of decision-making kind of things that are just within, that can just work on your TV, that you can you know, just, just play without any hardware beyond your normal TV hardware, whatever you need to run Netflix. We're going back to gaming on TVs with, like, TV hmm. remotes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You remember the old well, one where it was just, like, a button? <laughs> interesting enough, did you, actually, did you play it on PC, or did you do it on your TV? I played it on PC, we played it on the PS3. Interesting thing with the PS3, uh, you're, when the decision's about to come up, your controller vibrates. Oh, that's oh, really that's cool. cool. Yeah. Because cool. like, I, I also liked it how like you would get the um, the letterboxing kind of adjusting. Yeah. Because like it would show you kind of like oh this thing's happening, and then like I noticed the letterboxing kind of going away. Yeah, I'm it like, had Ooh. it had different ways of doing it. It was in like regular kind of cinematic aspect ratio for the most part. Then it would go to a kind of smaller aspect ratio for for recounting previous decisions, and then flashbacks would be in four by three. Mm. Um, I thought that was okay. It's interesting use of, of that to demonstrate what it's doing mm. with you, so to I don't not know allow how, it to be confusing. Yeah. So I don't know how if it's any different on different devices. We watched it on tablet, mm. and like, yeah, you get a thing that pops up from the bottom, but I don't know if it's... I can't remember anything about aspect ratios, really, mm. but I might have just not noticed. To be fair, but, some of it is... It's the sort... I'm, I'm a big fan of using aspect ratios to... Denote time. To denote yeah, things. Like, yeah, um, like, like kill, I think it was Kill the Kill. Whenever that did a flashback, it went into 4 by 3 because it was yeah it's like okay we're going to go back in time to the old anime you know sort <laughs> yeah. of to be fair that is like just there to entice editors yeah that's that's like yeah basically because that's the sexiest editing yeah uh, that's <laughs> it's basically an editing kind of trick and that sort of stuff I, I pay attention for that whereas it would be subtly telling you that mm. which you might not necessarily notice it but that's what that is telling you mm. so you know but yeah, um, I mean, I guess we have gone on for quite a while about it, but does anyone have any other thoughts to put out about it other than like what we've already said? Uh, not what I can think of. No, no, I think we yeah. covered. Um, be, sure, uh, be sure to let us know in, in the comments what you, yeah, you lot thought to, about try, it. Try to be relatively spoiler-free if you can. Yeah, yeah, try not to <laughs> spoil things, because I do, I do genuinely think, uh, genuinely think that even if you don't normally like Black Mirror... I think it's a really good experience. I think it's an, it's something that you should at least try. Because it's, like, it's nothing revolutionary. You have played video games that do this before. Countless times, no doubt. But it's doing something a little bit interesting. And some of the paths go down these weird meta routes that I, I find kind of fun. I thought they were very cool. Um, like Especially when it comes to the character directly addressing the viewer is pretty fun. Yeah, or the viewer directly addressing the character. Which is something new. <laughs> Which is, yeah... Also, uh, one last thing I want to ask you guys before we wrap up. Uh, how many times did you end up killing Dad? As Only once. possible. I killed Dad like three times. <laughs> I just kept killing Dad. You are, you it are, was awesome. You are one for patricide, though. Oh, I can't, oh it's a bit tasty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we avoided that every chance. Yeah. But oh my god, because like, the actual like the practical effects within that was pretty gruesome. It looked pretty yeah, good. They were it looked good. Bats, yeah. Just like literally just a chunk out of his skull that just pisses blood. It's like, no, that's well done. Oof. <laughs> it, 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 well, you know, it's one of the advantages of when you have something that even though it's it's doing this kind of fantastical plot, it's relatively grounded. It's like mostly set in like his bedroom 
and just knocking around his yeah. house and you know at the therapist office yeah um and that's about and like it's all relatively grounded like the locations and that does mean when you do do something more extreme like it is really noticeable it 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 can lend um authenticity to to those sort of effects and things because suddenly the sight of blood in that situation is like if you, if you see like a splash of blood on like on 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 the floor in middle earth that's you don't recognize that as being gory per se because that's fantasy if you see and a big fant- pile of blood in like yeah. your kitchen it's something different yeah um it, it, the authenticity does uh, of the of the situation lends authenticity to the other parts of it I, I personally feel anyway. It may, oh, it may no, just that, be because I see it. As, it's like a fucking. It's in a British house that's in the eighties. Like that you I'm, probably like I've the been, house that you grew up in. Uh, yeah, I grew up in houses that look like that. So you know, mm. I, I it's it's very relatable to me. Yeah, but no, do like thumbs up. Yeah, it's good. Um, give it a watch if you haven't, and somehow you don't mind the fact that we spoiled everything for you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, <laughs> let us know. Let us know what you think about it in the comments with as least spoilers as humanly possible. Yeah. For anyone that has not seen it and left the podcast early, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, uh, any other thoughts, Matthew? No, no, I'm good. Okay, cool. Um, I think I'm going to spend some time looking through a flowchart, um, working out which, what what I missed out. Yeah, no, I, I can I'm recommend. Sh- it. I'm there sure the one where you're talking about where he's where someone else takes over coding, whatever that was. Like, I'm sure I did everything the same as you up to that point, it sounded like. And then sudden, and then we got the ending, but it just didn't carry on. So I don't know what you did differently to make it carry on afterwards. Mm. So I'm intrigued. It's like, probably like, it I would think be... It's like could it be that you picked a different song? because you chose Sugar Puffs. Yeah, it's the Sugar Puffs. Yeah, Sugar Puffs. That's why I got the, the ultimate true ending. And you guys picked the inferior breakfast cereal. The Trousers of Time always end at the Sugar Puffs. They, mm, yeah. they call them now. Yeah. Anyway, thank you very much for joining us for this very special and very sexy episode of the Misanthropon. I've been Snipe. He's been Wib. I have been, yeah. And yeah. he's also or been have drama. I? <gasps> that's pretty. That's not. Is someone else controlling me? That's not very sexy. It's not. What about well, dr- I don't know. Drama Matt I don't know what if, what if that's what I'm into. I'm into a bit of being dominated by another okay. person telling me what to do. Okay. Well, Drama Matt, are, are you his dom? No. Oh. 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 Okay. Well. Okay. Well, right in with me, theories. There could be. Or, he's or just don't. never asked. Okay, Matthew, I want you to control me. You need to tell me to say goodbye. Okay. Webb, say goodbye. Goodbye. Was that good? It was alright. We'll do oh, better. Oh, you need to please Master. Ooh, I, li- I, I like it that he's displeasing me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, say bye, Drama Matt. Bye. Bye, everyone. You can't dom a dom. What am I doing? <laughs> Shit. <laughs>